Hello, everybody listening to the Fair Weather Podcast. Your boy 2K Suave. I'm joined with my dog Alex Rodriguez. And we have a special guest in the building from Spectator Media. Yes, Is this what a Spectator Media Group or just Spectator Spectators Media? Media? All right, Spectators Media. We got my dog Julian. So he told he told us we can call him Jew, but we're not gonna do that. <laughs> we're just gonna keep it Julian because you know I'm trying to keep it, you know, keep it <laughs> calm right now. So Julian, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you guys for having me on. Um it's it's rare that I'm ever a guest on somewhere else, so it's a, it's a good feeling for once. So. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, being part like, of somebody else's stuff. Uh, we like having people on the show, guys. so we appreciate you being on. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll, guys. We'll we'll try and make you a regular too, man. We can get you and the and the co-host on here, man. Like we love collaborating, we love meeting new people, talking sports. I mean, that's the common interest at the end of the day, man. We just love sports and we enjoy talking about it. So absolutely, and whenever we do get him on, I want you to give. Brooklyn, a lot of crap because I, I see you're a big Knicks guy and yeah. he jumped ship when Brooklyn came back because oh, that's no. where he's from. That's his <laughs> that's his place. So when they came into town, he he dipped on the Knicks. I need you to give him a little bit of a little bit of flack for that, like I have been the last couple of years. But oh, I definitely good, will. People. the Nets, the Nets are definitely a gentrified team. They got all of <laughs> white white Brooklyn in there to enjoy that team and just built that stadium, but if you're a Nets fan, you you're from uh you're from New Jersey. You're from, from Dumbo. Question, A Rod and, and Julian, how did you guys first interact with each other? I met I met Julian. I don't know if he remembers, but we were at that uh basketball tournament that was at King High School. That's where I yeah. met you and and Brooklyn. Uh, hoop, there. Hoops for Hope. Hoops for Hope. That's what Hoops it was. For hope. Yeah. I was I was a vendor with one of my friends. Shout out to my boy Rico um who was selling his merch there uh which is called tribex um yeah yeah, yeah. i was selling merch there and then and i think i've seen you guys at various like sneaker conventions and stuff like that i go to those every now and then but we exchanged information we followed each other's page and i mean we've been we've been talking for some time now just never anything came to fruition until today so like i said it's, it's a pleasure to have you guys on man or at least you julian yeah and i remember that event because that was one of the first um like outside type of tampa events that we had been to um prior to that we were just the podcast and we we're trying to stick um we we're just the spectators at the time right uh we, we did eventually switch to spectators media and we um that was one of the first events that we went outside that somebody else was hosting and they were they brought us in to make a video for that so we were yeah. there making content that's why we got a tribe involved in that we went up to all the vendors uh, got some information on that. Got some cool B-roll for everybody. And that video came out pretty good. And that was really yeah. early into our uh, video making careers. And we've, <laughs> we've grown a lot since then, thankfully. But um, yeah, man, I, I kind of forgot that's where we met. That's a long time ago now. That was, a, that was a cool little event, though. It was. What year was, was that? Uh, it was like 2021. Okay. Yeah, 2021. It was not too long ago. It was, it was either 2021 or it was like early 2022. But I think it was 2021. Yeah, I think it was the end of 2021 because I, I remember it was it's a very long time ago. But I mean, it, it was a cool event. We there was um, who was there? Uh, Dominique Rogers Cromartie was there. Yep. Um, bunch of like just teams were put together and there were like some B-list NFL players, some C-grade players. There was like a um, like Slim Reaper or something like that, like on the basketball end of it. Like he was like a semi-pro like. 
known street baller that was there playing. And yeah. I remember like seeing him. I'm like, oh my God, that dude looks like he should be playing somewhere. And turns out he was. So I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. And a lot of like the companies and like sneaker boutiques and stuff put together these teams. So like they were in like, you know, kind of like Fat Joe has like this team at the Rucker Park. Yeah. It was kind of like that. So it was it was pretty Yo, interesting. Fat Joe's a hell of a coach, by the way. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you've, been, if you've ever like paid attention to his uh his track record. He takes yeah, that shit very no seriously. Yeah. I got no idea about it, but I'll I'll take your word on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's good to know. If I got a if I got a coaching draft or if I got to do a celebrity team. Celebrity coach, that's yeah. what you want. You, okay. you want you want you want fat Joe for sure. <laughs> Now, Julian, how did how how did you in and in, uh, you said he goes by Brooklyn? Yeah. How did y'all how did y'all two link up? So um I he moved down to Florida in like middle school or so. We wound up meeting uh, just through some mutual friends at school. We never had like the same classes or anything like that, but we did go to the same high school together. And uh the big three is like we like to call it me, Brooklyn, and Alejandro, who does a lot more of the uh behind the scenes stuff for the spectators. Um and for spectators media and uh we all went to high school together we used to go work out and stuff like that uh and then spectators media didn't begin until pretty much when i went to college i i moved out to uh eugene oregon for the university of oregon to go to to university nice and i went out there i came back for the summer i was going there for journalism and i'm like man i want to start making stuff i want to start making content and so me and alejandro started spectators it was just a podcast at the time uh it fizzled out after a little bit because i went back to school after the summer ended so we didn't have the time or the means to really make it work but once i came back from school after my four years uh we brought it back and it was something that i went up to brooklyn first and i was like hey like i want to bring this thing back i i want to still make sports content this is stuff that i want to do uh would you be down to join me and so we're almost four years into it now uh, between the podcast and all the, the new ventures that we've been going through. And he's been on board. And at first it was just like, hey, come on. And that was out of his comfort zone because I'm the guy who likes to go on and talk. I'll I'll go do all that stuff. <laughs> and he was like, nah, I'm camera shy and all this. And now he's going out and meeting Tampa rappers and making music videos for people and doing all this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> like, look at that. Like, look how life changes and comes quick. When That's you say simply yes how it works. Like, you know, you got to just throw yourself in and immerse yourself into it. And then eventually it becomes like second nature and you want to keep testing, like how much more you can do. And, that's that's definitely. I mean, I see a, a- Rod. He, he he was in a little bit of a show when I when when we first started, but he seems to be a lot more. Uh, you know, just himself. Hey, again. <laughs> you know, I'm a social butterfly. Don't don't come on. <laughs> you know me. I'll be everywhere, man. I don't care. I make an ass out of myself anywhere I go. So and it's fun. You know, For you sure. do that, and you meet people, and when you're just yourself around some people, and you have a good energy, and. You know, people mess with that and, and people come on and like our vibe or like your vibe or whatever it is. And it, uh, it makes you feel like it's something you can keep doing, you For know, sure. at numbers or money or whatever it is, is there. Um, what, what I always like to tell people, like, this is my baby. So like, if you want to critique it, you better make sure like, you're going to, you're going to call my kid ugly to my face. If you say <laughs> one thing about my podcast. So that's what I always tell my, my friends like, your thing is too long or you need to do this with content. I'm like, I don't go in your house and say your kid's a little screen box. I don't slap them around. I don't say, oh, <laughs> this 
shit all over the floors and stuff like that. Like, this is my baby. Let it be. Me and KK love what we made. And this is it, man. Pause. But this is what it is. So let it be. <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, I, I, do, I, I do like constructive criticism personally, though. I, I like to. I yeah, for sure. No, Absolutely. but I, I completely agree with uh, the baby part. Like, this is something that was from nothing. It was, uh, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. It's just something that you felt like you wanted to do, not just because you didn't see a bunch of people making podcasts or anything like that, but because of the the level to which you guys watch sports and, like, absorb the game and watch it and um, are able to analyze it and present it. You're like, man, I could do that. Yeah. And you build on it, and as you get – through in all the episodes that congrats on a hundred episodes, by the way, that's crazy. Ooh, thank you. That is incredibly it. impressive. I want you guys to know thank that. You. I don't appreciate it. Like I, there has to be like a short percentage list of, of shows that make it to a hundred. So yeah. It, again, it time, congrats was, on that guys. It took hard work and, and, and uh, you know, dedication and, and drive to just keep it going. But, you know, we definitely kept it going and uh, we're happy to, you know, to get past a hundred and we want to keep this thing going and building as much as we can um now question because you said you went to the university of oregon yes sir what what years were you there i was there from ooh, quick maps uh 2015 to 2019 so who was your um, quarterback? i just missed Mariota. i okay. just missed him who's right after Mariota? uh we had a guy named vernon adams i love that man okay. uh he's in the cfl now uh he was fantastic for us but he got hurt a couple times so we wound up losing um in a bowl game and then it was justin we wound up yeah. getting Justin Herbert. There was another filler guy. We don't talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, but then we got Justin Herbert, yeah. and he was there for two of my years, maybe three. I don't remember the exact timeline of that. But uh, yeah. he was there. I was also able to go to school when Dylan Brooks, which I know he's been a lot of discussion, but Dylan oh, Brooks, who's a ball. Dylan Brooks, before everybody hated him, provided the best college basketball game that I have ever seen. Sadly, I wasn't there for it because we were on a uh, winter break, but it was Oregon UCLA and he winds up hitting a buzzer beater versus the Lonzo ball UCLA team Oh hell yeah! <laughs> in, in Eugene to win it. And they were like number two in the country or number one in the country at the time. We were like seven or eight. And I remember watching that on TV. I'm like, Oh my God. This so like how was he like, I haven't been there. how was he like as a, as a human at that time? Was he the exactly same? the same? Okay. Exactly. There's nothing has changed. Yeah, <laughs> nothing has changed. Like I, mean, I love I mean, him because he's provided some joy for me, but like there is there's a very like high profile play where he doesn't get touched and he like jumps and like starfishes in the air in college. And it's like the biggest flop I've ever seen. It's like, ah, Dylan. <laughs> I mean, not to stick on Dylan Bristol, but like I remember watching him in college and he was wasn't as loud and vocal as he is now. But yeah. the kid was an absolute baller. Like I, I now yeah. that UCLA shot, I remember that shot too. Um, that was like right before uh the uh the, the playoffs for the Pac-10 happened. Um, and dude, I remember his name only because of one Oregon, and that's when Oregon also rolled out that new court with the with the trees and stuff on yeah. it too. That's, that's when I remember it too. Yeah, we went to the final four that year too. So that was a that was a pretty special year. Well, I actually went. I actually went to that final four, which sucks that we didn't win it because we had tickets for that and the final if we won. So, that's what was your favorite part of being at, at the University of Oregon? Uh, the state. the The state of Oregon is the most beautiful place in this country. I don't think it's even like kind of close. Um, wow. Especially, I I'm born in New York. If you guys didn't know, um, and then moved out to Florida, like every New Yorker ever. 
Um, By the way, side note, I wasn't born in New York, but when I moved to Florida, it was directly from New York because I lived in Brooklyn for a little bit. (laughs) And then I went from Brooklyn to Orlando and then, yeah. <laughs> but so, you know, so, you yeah. know, it's the New York to Florida. That's just yeah. how it goes. So compared to those two states, I mean, Oregon is, it's so just naturally beautiful and, and the seasons are like intense. Like the summers are like crazy hot and there's like oh. no AC because you don't need it for 70% of the year. So they don't really have AC. Uh, so you just sweat and then winter comes and sometimes it snows, but it's not overbearing. I, it was just beautiful. I never cared for the outdoor stuff and I got into hiking and like going, doing all that type of stuff. So exactly. I go back once a year. I'm, I'm planning our trip to with some of my uh, college buddies to go back to see Oregon Cal basketball, not basketball, football this year. Uh, we try and go back and meet up and. Anyway, we need to make a trip out there. I've been meaning to go because actually, we, though, we had a friend that was living in, um, in, yeah. in Oregon for, for a few years. He He went back to do like, shoe design um which is obviously the place to be right and and he kept telling me to come up and come up and come up and i would see pictures of all these trails that he would go on and you know it it looks like a very beautiful place i like beautiful places like sometimes i like the tall buildings and you know the hustle and bustle yeah and it's nice right and then also i like you know like the 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 the, the seasons because you know i can i i used to live in michigan i lived in new york I remember seasons, so like we don't have them here. We don't have no. <laughs> you kind guys of know we here. don't got them here. I want to see some orange leaves or some yeah. something. I want to see something interesting, <laughs> not this flat ass Florida that we, that we live in. But. Yeah, and and listen, like if you guys ever get the chance, it's not in the, it's not a cheap trip, and I know yeah. that. So whenever people ask me, I'm like, hey, you know, put twenty dollars a paycheck aside, make it happen because it's a trip. I ask everybody to go once because it's just that beautiful. Like just yeah. go. Go to Eugene, go to Portland, do like a whole like I-5 thing where you can go on like um, the ocean highway that like connects to California too. And it's nice. gorgeous, man. All right. Now, keeping it with the sports uh, for you, who are your the, the sport teams that you follow that you are diehard for? Or it might be a player that you're diehard for. Let me get your uh, let me get a little bit of your background there. So I'm mostly New York. Uh, there is a pivot for football, but I'm a Yankee fan. It's probably the biggest <clears throat> sport that I uh, like. I'm a, just a giant baseball fan in general. Um, yeah, right. You and um, I do. Exactly I do have love for the Mets, though. I am one of the Yankee fans that does have love for the Mets. I, I was from I Queens baseball. originally. Yeah, I love baseball as long as it's not the Red Sox. I don't care. They can <laughs> well, and right now I kind of hate the Blue Jays too, but that, that's a different conversation. I could yell about them for a while, <laughs> but but. Um, I'm a Yankee fan that's partial to the, to the Mets, uh, Knicks, uh, which impressive season from us. Like, it's Absolutely. sad seeing that the Heat are up three to one right now because, like, that could be us, that should be us, but it, it is what it is. But you should, um, you should also take uh, sit, look at it in a positive light. Like, at least yeah. it was to Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler, we didn't realize he was that good until we realized, damn, he's really that good. So, yeah, don't take no shame in it. Trust me. No, there's no shame in it. I just, uh, <laughs> I don't look at it as losing to Jimmy Butler. It's losing to Max Struess is what hurts me. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but um, Knicks, I, I like the the Rangers for, for hockey, but I don't particularly care much for hockey. I'll, I'll watch it uh, in, in playoff time. And that's about it. Super casual fan there. Mm. And then um, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. And I don't wow. know if you guys can see it. Uh, it's, it's over there. I have a Vikings helmet and an Oregon Ducks helmet. There's also a Yankee one up there too on, on the dresser. Uh, the, the Vikings helmet signed by Stefan Diggs. That's Ooh. my favorite player ever, probably maybe any sport outside of like Jeter and A-Rod. Um, 
what, the what Minnesota Miracles. To, what got you to Minnesota? Uh, my dad. That is not a crazy story. Just my dad grew up a Vikings fan. Um, he's pretty old, so they didn't have fantasy football, but they had like you got a team. Yeah. And when he was younger, his team was the Vikings for that fantasy league. What we'll call it. They were really good. They had like Bart. They're not Bart Star. They had a uh, Fran Tarkenton was the quarterback back then, and uh, they were really good. And so he was like, "Oh, I guess I'm just gonna follow this team the rest of my life now." And he raised me to do the same. So he uh, right, he made me back. suffer with Vikings. He's gonna this bring out right here. Was signed by oh, that, Randy. That's Randy, Randy Moss. That's sick. Randy Moss. So that's really cool. And obviously, Randy's one of the greatest. To that's me, one thing. Ahead, he is the greatest. Yeah. He is the greatest. Thank you. I'm, I'm here to argue thank you. that. All right. Thank you. That's all I'm I here say. to argue that. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, come on. sometimes like counting stats are really cool. Mm-hmm. But like if you just watch like a season of it and you're like, okay, like, yeah, nobody's ever been better than this guy. Your eyes can't lie to you. Like no matter they what. Can't, oh, they can no, sometimes. They can. But numbers <laughs> lie a lot more. <laughs> numbers lie yeah. a lot more than your eyes sometimes. Personally, that's yeah. how I see it. I was going to say, tell it to the Knicks front office the last couple of years, man. The fucking <laughs> eyes lie to them a lot. They, they, they lie so much. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, but, so we got the Vikings, so, the Yankees. Yeah, and then Rangers. I grew up a Syracuse basketball guy, but since going to Oregon, I kind of just pivoted all the Oregon college sports. Um, so I'm a little big just for all their sports. I went to every single Oregon volleyball game my sophomore year, except for one. And it's the one that Randy Johnson was at the game because his wow. daughter was on the team. And I was like, of course, it's the only one I haven't be been one. to. Big unit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And and his uh his daughter is just as tall and also a lefty and looks just like him. Like if you saw her, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's Randy Johnson's daughter. It's crazy. That's kind of creepy, actually. But I'm gonna... it was a little bit. <laughs> it was a little jarring at first. But um, I had a friend on the team, so I made sure to go out and, and okay, uh, that's good. Check them out all the time and and support them. But yeah, so those that's my my list for teams. Um, outside of the Yankees, it's a struggle bus in terms of championships but trust me for me i get it (laughs) i get it it. we made we made this podcast only to bring like the idiot fan bases down to earth mainly bucks fans because they got tom brady and you know the the, their life changed like you got too crazy hey good good for that man good for them i'm i'm a i'm a bucks like sympathize like i was cool with it they got Brady. I was like, yeah. I was always a like a you know casual Buck supporter as well, but I could not cheer for them when Tom Brady was there. Like I had to take a, <laughs> a break, a hiatus. I'm like, I gotta chill because I, I just can't take all the the like the everyone felt so entitled all of a sudden. It just it just got it was, weird it was a very big shift in culture. It was yeah. like, oh, where'd y'all come from? Yeah. It's like there's Bucks fans. They're not like this poverty organization with no fans, but like yeah. they're on the lower list of them. They have the, the lowest lower win percentage in, in, in the NFL, probably in sports, but career, like overall, they have for the a, lowest win percentage. So, hello. <laughs> hey, but but two championships, though. I think right. the Vikings have the, the fourth most wins in all of NFL history. We don't have one. And no championships. So what does that do for me? Yeah. It's like the Marlins. Like the Marlins randomly have two Marlins. series. They've lost have, one playoff series ever. Literally. And I, was, just... I was rooting for them so hard. I think that was the COVID year. Uh, I was rooting for them so hard. Yeah, it was they somehow year. won their first series that year, and I was like, how did <laughs> this happen? They what, were not good. 
what about Brooklyn? You know, what, what is what is it? What is his interest in sports? Like, is he, I'm Brooklyn Nets? I got that, but what else? Yeah, so he's um Yankees, Nets, Jets, Rangers. Okay, and then um and then he kind of roots for the Tampa teams a little bit here and there, uh, particularly the Bucks. Uh, obviously, we don't like the Rays just because that little rivalry that they've kind of tried their best to start with the Yankees over the years, but um. He's a he's a big just New York guy for the most part. Like um, so, you're partial to the Mets. Arod is yeah. partial to the Rays. <laughs> and I mean, I get it. I get it. Arod is very partial to the Rays. How am I partial to the Rays? You don't. <laughs> you don't hate the Rays. You big. You big them up all hate, the time. I don't hate any baseball team. I know, but like, I get it. But think about it. In the AL East, the Blue Jays. I would understand being a team that I, if I if I was a Yankees fan, I would hate them because. They got this little thing about them. They haven't really done They anything. have a little brother complex really bad. Exactly. So really I would bad. hate the Blue Jays. Obviously, I would hate the Red Sox. The Orioles are just there. It's just, you know, to kind of just, you know. I'm happy nice that stadium. they're good this year. Happy for them. Yeah. But it's a nice stadium, so that's that's what they got going for them. And then the Rays are like the like the, the broke team in the South that's just somehow finds a way to be successful. Moneyball. I probably hate them, too. <laughs> Moneyball wins you games, does not win you championships. That should be like our slogan that we should have everywhere. Like, you should yeah. have like stickers and put that on stop signs everywhere in Ebor. But it's 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 crazy in baseball too because like you look at this Rays team over the last couple of years. This year is a little different. I feel like they actually have like some stars now. Mm. But like over the last couple of years, they don't have anybody that you're like, yeah, I'm scared of this lineup because of so and so and so and so and so and so. And then here they are. Oh, they have 96 wins again. It's like, how the hell are they doing this? This it's, year makes more sense. I look at a team I'm like, wait, they're actually stacked now. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever been like, okay, you have Yandy Diaz is like never going to strike out. And then Wander's healthy. And Randy, yeah. Randy was, came to play this year. <laughs> Randy comes to play all the time. It's just yeah. about the protection. And, and what I think the Rays have done is like, they seem to like their, their Hispanic like base gels well together when yeah. they're on the field so they made sure to keep all those guys together and they play well because like i, I told a couple episodes ago it's familiar familiarity that they have with them like you know there's that one latin guy in the in the clubhouse and they're like yeah you know yeah. we'll drink some bud lights and wear the stupid snow goggles and shit <laughs> like that but like when you have people that look like you and and, and have the same understanding of you it, it's it's different so i i feel like the rays shifted to that way but also, it's it's the island of misfit toys over here. The Rays are smart at that, man. Like, Gandhi Diaz, that dude was third base for the Cleveland Indians for, like, three years. I remember it. Barely got any playing time. And Can you blame him? They had Jose there, so you can't blame exactly, him. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but they had, they had somebody else there before Jose, too, and he wasn't playing over him. I think they had Donaldson there because Jose was playing second, and there was somebody else playing there. But Did they have, did they have Carlos playing third? Yes. Santana? Was Santana he playing third? playing third? Yeah, he was playing third. Because I yeah. remember, damn, these dudes look alike. They're both big in stature and sloppy. Yeah. But yeah, they, they were like, hey, you want to come on over here? And then pull over the pull off the greatest trade I, I'll ever see in my lifetime is, is trading Chris Archer to the Pirates and getting Glass now, Meadows, uh, one of the closers. And they somebody and they got Shane Biles in that too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Shane Biles. Yeah, and, yeah. and 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 then just to sign Chris Archer in the offseason, like that's highway robbery right there. <laughs> I will I will say that trade looks like not as bad as the days go on since like Glass now 
as his last name like suggests, like can't play because he's, <laughs> he's back. Class. He's back. I, I mean, he's back. I, I always have how long? For, it's been like three years since he's played a full season. I know, so I know. We'll, yeah, we'll save I mean, it. And then Boz too. So yeah, not like they're playing, but it was still like highway robbery. And that's also just like pirates gonna pirate. Correct. Yeah. There's Correct. the there's the saying if the if the Rays call about one of your pitchers, hang up. Yeah, literally. Hang like, why would you, why hang would you answer the phone when you see the hang 813 up. number or 727 number show up on your screen? I'm like, now I'm good. Bro. Yeah, I mean, but they but they take risks too. Like they're not getting guys that are number one overall yeah. picks that like should be good. They're getting guys is like the stuff is there, the arm is there, but they have an elbow thing that's kind of been a thing since high school. They have like nagging shoulder things. Like they get guys that are injury prone, and that's yeah. kind of why they're always on the IL too. So. It's a, it's a double-edged sword because these guys and are it, super talented. but And it's it's also no pressure. Like some of these guys go in big markets and like, you know, the Yankees will pay a lot for this guy. And then he gets DFA and the Rays are like, that minimum, come on over. And then they ball out. And then they get deep run in the postseason and it comes time for payday and the Rays are just like, so the Yankees are calling to want you back. So yeah. what are we going to do now? So, I mean, they 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 know how to money ball. Like, the A's created it. The Rays perfected it. That's yeah, the best way they went. It. They went to grad school. <laughs> they, yeah. went, they got their doctorate in it. Well, yeah. and, and, like, they just have a good grasp of analytics. Like, there's not a lot of teams that, like, are fully embracing it. There's some teams that really just want to, like, oh, yeah, we like advanced analytics, but, like, we still like having a coach that makes these great decisions, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> listen, y'all like go with the analytics and then maybe get a coach that can like bleed a little bit, get a star or two. And more often than not, I mean, look at the Astros. The Astros are just the Kings of that. Like they got, they went and got Jordan for some relief pitcher from the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now if you go look at every advanced thing ever, Jordan's like, Oh yeah, that might be the best hitter in baseball. It's probably the less, best lefty hitter in baseball. Yeah. Like he's like 25. Oh, disgusting. You're right. And I've, had, I've had him in fantasy for the last couple of years. So oh, been, you're, you're feeling good about that one. Oh, he's been a blessing. He's been, he's been a blessing. <laughs> Fun fact. Well, I'm playing, I'm playing a rod this weekend in, in fantasy and I'm whooping his ass and I got like, for whatever reason, my team does not want to perform this year. I think I had a very good draft. I think my team was great on paper, but they don't want to perform. But A-Rod might be my my catapult back into contention again, so I appreciate it, bro. Just got to see Wednesday. a shot go in. It's it Wednesday. is Wednesday, I know. But let's be honest. It, I'm, my team has been looking pretty decent. I'm just saying. This 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 week, everything is starting to – I mean, I have Julio Rodriguez – I got Jordan. I got Tucker. I mean, I got I got a squad. Severino's back now. Severino's back now. So it's nice. All right. So how we normally start the show? We talk about uh, like the craziest or wackiest or like funniest thing you've seen in sports um, this week or in the last week. Uh, I'm gonna just kick this one off really quickly. Um, for me, it was Grant Williams uh, going head to head with Jimmy Butler and and, and about waking up that waking up that man like. <laughs> Like when you're not when you if you're not Jason Tatum, shut up. <laughs> Don't talk to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was having you know just an off average night, and Grant Williams off the bench. They're what their seventh eighth best player had the nerve and the gall to wake up that 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 uh, Michael Jordan's son Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler just <laughs> went off off. And Grant, what, remember that free throw thing with Grant Williams? I'm gonna make them both, and he mm-hmm. missed both of them. 
he don't got that dog in him. He need to he need to chill out, bro. He don't got that dog. <laughs> he need to chill out. So that to me was the funniest thing I've seen this week. Why are we prodding the bear? Like <laughs> literally. For what reason? Especially it, it somebody never the, works. No, somebody like Jimmy Butler who has like that mental capacity of to like really just dominate the game, media, like however he does it, he's really good at what he does. So somebody who can psychologically like destroy you, why would you do that? So yeah, that one, that one was that was it for me. Yeah. Um, I saw mine right before I just looked it up just to double check it too. Um the Cardinals are playing Cleveland right or no, the Reds right now. The the Cardinals are playing the Reds right now. And this rookie Matt McLean hits a ball to the warning track. I don't know who this right fielder is. Jumps to try and rob it, goes in and out of his glove over the fence. He Jose Canseco's it so yeah. hard. <laughs> Um, so the Reds are absolutely putting a whooping on the Cardinals right now. Uh, and, and come on, man, you gotta close the glove. Yeah, you gotta close the glove. You do. <laughs> I mean, you know, mental, mental, you know, mental laps. My side, side note: we're talking about putting like a, a hurting on somebody. We talked about the Blue Jays earlier, what they did to the Rays last night. Oof. Twenty runs. I was like, geez, bro, like what did y'all drink this morning? <laughs> That was another did you guys, did you guys see the uh the second like the last top couple innings when the Rays were just throwing position players? Some players out there, yeah. Well, I stopped watching yeah. after it was like 15. <laughs> yeah, they uh Luke Rayleigh strikes out Vlad nice. on like a Ephus, like it's 59 miles an hour. He just he just strikes him out because he took he the biggest uppercut yeah. ever. Yeah. So the next at bat, Vlad, like I've never seen somebody swing so violently. Hits a grand <laughs> slam off of him. And it's like, you know what, Vlad, if that's what gets you to start hitting the baseball again, like, yeah. good for you. <laughs> Take your grand slam up 16 already. I think I think mine for the week and it's to pay homage to, you know, Randy Johnson. We got we all know that viral clip of him where he pitched and killed a bird yeah. at 100 at some miles an hour. Um, just this week. A bird's been killed two times in a game Twice. of baseball. That's Twice. crazy. Insane. The chances of that. <laughs> like, are birds, like, just out to, you know, just off themselves at baseball <laughs> game? For what, man? Like, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's insane, man. That's, I mean, when we when we saw that one clip with Randy Johnson, everybody's, like, head exploded. Like, man, just that. Just one's that crazy. Because the, the bird actually explodes. Yeah. That one's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these Pops. ones didn't explode. But, like, damn, man, that's that's got to be something crazy to put on your resume. I mean, Randy Johnson has a lot of crazy accolades to, to, to highlight and things to, to – And to that's what everybody about. remembers. This one's right? A dominant pitcher in his day, and they remember the bird more, more than anything. Yeah. Who was it this <laughs> week? Was it was it Gallon that did it? Gallon for the the um Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks, and then it was a, a ground ball hit by I think somebody from the Reds that uh that hit the bird like in the field and and just offed it. So jeez, <laughs> I'm sorry, know, Peter. We 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 like birds. Don't worry, it's just we, crazy. I don't know <laughs> if MLB can like defend themselves anymore. That's that's three. That's got to be premeditated at this point. Literally, <laughs> yo, they, like Peter <laughs> should be. Peter should have uh um. What's his name? Mans, Mans, Mansfred? Manafred. Bro, Rob Manfred. Man, yeah. Whatever his name is. They should have him on Come speed right now. Like, bro, what's going on? <laughs> Come on, bro. We're losing a thing of chicken right there. Just eat <laughs> oh, right no, there. no, that would be bad. Look, they call him on Zoom. And he's, he was in the middle of eating this One shit. second. <laughs> the KFC bucket. Let me, fin- let me put hey, this on Turns it around. <laughs> My All bad, right. guys. Let's jump ship. Let's jump ship. Obviously, uh, the National Basketball Association playoffs 
um, have about to reach the NBA Finals. Uh, we got one team in. I'll kind of waiting. We got on, two team uh, in. Don't don't sugarcoat it. We got uh, two let me teams just in. let me say it. We're waiting on Jimmy to get his team there, but they were talking. They were alluding to the Red Sox coming back from three zero before. So why not the Celtics, right? So like, if I was a Miami Heat fan, after I would not. I wish we would have closed them out in four because game five now your butt get a little tighter. <laughs> game six is back in the and and you got to like. I I'll be a little concerned. I would be a little concerned right so, now. But listen, I'm 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 the type of person that needs to put a team away. So for me, I'm a 76ers fan, right? Oh, Unfortun- so you need to put people. Away. Unfortunately, the Boston Celtics were the team that we just lost to. We were up three two, and we're up in the fourth quarter with three minutes to go, and we let Jason Tatum get angry, and he took off after that. In the fourth quarter, I think he scored like twenty, and then and then the next game he just destroyed us. Right? He went so, crazy, yeah. Um, I I don't want to play around. You don't want to play around with your food. You just just get rid of it. Like you know, LeBron coming from three one down. We've seen Doc Rivers give up on a lot of three one leads. Like it, it's not like it's impossible to to come back from three zero. But I mean, we've seen it in in a, in a sport before. So and it's the same city. And you know how Boston fans are. They got the little voodoo in the garden. So uh, I'll be a little concerned. But we got Jokic and uh and the uh the Nuggets into the NBA Finals. Um, so I want to talk about the, first of all, so we've had some segments on the show, uh, a, f- a few times where we apologize, uh, to a professional athlete or a play or a team. Mm-hmm. I would like to, to take this time to apologize to Nikola Jokic. Um, I, I, I really do because as a Joel Embiid's, you know, uh, a fan, a supporter, I have to defend my guy. So naturally Jokic became the enemy. So I'm like, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see. It. He's not that good. He's not. He's not MB. He's not MB. What Jokic has done in this postseason alone, more than his MVP season that he's won, more than all the other stuff he's done in his career, this is one of the most impressive things. Like, I like when Dirk did his shit in 2011. Yeah. Um, LeBron in 2018. Jordan, however many times. Kawhi he was- in 2019. No. 2021. Whatever. Year. Kawhi 2019. Like. Yeah. Every now and then a player just they're on another planet, another level of of dominance, right? Jokic is like an, another galaxy right now. Like he, I mean, how many triple doubles does he have this postseason? Like, I think it's eight now. It's, it's the most it's the most in a playoffs ever. He's, I don't remember he the number. It's the Wilt, most in a playoffs ever. He passed Wilt Chamberlain. Now, when you look at Wilt Chamberlain numbers, you're like, this can't be real, right? When I look at Nikola Jokic's numbers, I'm like, this can't be real. 37 points, 21 rebounds, 14 assists, 8 for 8 from the free throw line, 3 for 3 for 3. I'm like, bro, how is 70% do- shooting. And it's like, it does not like- make sense. Like, I, I, I'm a LeBron fan, so uh, I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I, 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 can't, I couldn't watch anymore. And I'm watching Jokic <laughs> just throw things from behind his back. And so, I mean, he's just bullying Anthony Davis. I'm like... They say they say he plays like uh, the guy in flip flops on the on the court. Yeah, the guy that, who's real sweaty. He you know, but he's just he's making everything right. He so got the big like down. sweat thing on the on his back on the yep. gray t shirt. Does everybody see him? Like, it's kind of gross. Yeah. So, so I'm just, we'll start with you, Julian. So I mean, what do you think the significance of this uh, this playoff run that the Nuggets and uh, Nikola Jokic are having right now? So I have been maybe 
one of like if we were bigger if we had like reach you guys would see my ridiculous takes for the last like three years about Jokic. i've thought he's a top three player in the league since probably about 2020 at this point um i thought the year before his mvp season was like ridiculous and i, I didn't think he was going to be like a two-time mvp and like they win a finals mvp and what he is at this point but in that mvp season I was like, that was one of the more impressive seasons from any player I've ever seen just based on, you know, his, his body makeup and yeah. <laughs> like the way that he creates an offense, even when he's not touching the ball. And I mean, if you watch Denver's offense, they're open from three so often, yeah. which is crazy because they're like the third best three point percentage team in the league this year. So why are they open? Because you got to worry about this seven footer who, despite being slow and overweight cooks everybody that defends him crazy <laughs> and then oh if he doesn't cook you he can just dish it out pretty precision for the most part doesn't turn it over a whole lot and and get it to Jamal Murray or, or KCP now I mean his cast over the last couple of years wasn't so good and that's why like the playoff performances some people kind of criticize them in the playoffs even though he was actually still pretty good it's like, yeah, because his third best player in 2020 was Composite. Yeah, and, and so when Jamal Murray wasn't like going crazy, which he was in 2020, like it was Composo and like that was it. And uh, well, there was somebody else on that team. I don't remember who. And it was like, this, this team's not very good. Now Jeremy they have Grant. Like, Jeremy Grant. And like, I love me some Jeremy Grant. Yeah, though. I like him too. He was younger back then too. And so he's, he's a much more polished player at this point. Yeah. But Listen, Jokic is like one of those guys that it took a couple of years for everybody to kind of realize it. And, and now it's taking the playoffs for people to realize it. The guy has two MVPs and people still thought he was like overrated. He's a back-to-back -back MVP guy. Yeah, he's not that good. He struggles. No, this is the best player in basketball right now. And he's he's the best offensive player in basketball right now on the best offensive team in basketball right now. Like, it's it's just impressive. I really I'm a big big Jokic guy, and he did get robbed of the MVP this year as well. But it, voter fatigue goes crazy, and literally, I it. I, I was willing if I had a vote. I I mean I would have voted for Embiid just because I felt like he finally deserved it. Right? I would revoke my vote. Like I would go back and like physically revoke, even if he doesn't lose the trophy. I'm like I don't mm -hmm. want my vote to count for you anymore, Embiid. I want my vote to count for Jokic because. Again, like I'm, I, I am sorry, Mister Nikola Jokic. I had no idea it was this. I mean, the passes that he makes are so precise, and like he makes everything look so easy because he doesn't try. He doesn't do too much because he doesn't have to. He doesn't yeah. have to jump high or or you know cross anybody over. He just plays basketball, and it, and it, his, like I said, just looking at him aesthetically, it's just like whoa. Like how does he? It's jarring and it's yeah. like not fun to like look at and like watch the game and like seeing it in real time is kind of like meh. And then like you blink and they haven't missed a shot in three possessions and all their shots have been like pretty effortless. You're like, wait, why is that? <laughs> well, it's because of this guy. So uh, I mean, right? I even if even if they wind up like the Celtics that is a uh, comeback, like I don't think it matters particularly too much who who wins that series yeah because they're playing they're playing just a, a different brand i mean what that dirk year right um 2011 they swept kobe they beat brandon roy with marcus aldridge in six 
They beat KD, James Harden, and Russ in five, and they came to the finals to beat LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosh. Jokic this year, he got rid of Carthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, got rid of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, got rid of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and now he's going to go see either Jimmy Butler and Bam or Tatum and Brown. And like you said, I don't think – I didn't think they could ever win a championship in my lifetime. And I think they'll – whoever they face in the, in the finals – I wouldn't say they'll have their, their way with them because you know they're still they're still, still the finals, good. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. the finals. But I I would if I was a betting man, my money might be leaning more towards Denver. So for sure. But what about you, Arod? Um, well, one, I'm glad you apologized because I feel like thanks a man for it. Yeah, I feel like you dogged me so much for giving the sell or the the Nuggets. I did. I did. I give them. Yeah. And and Jamal last week he called it. You, you, he, he did. He called you, you, you made me a big Joel Embiid fan. Okay. I want, I want to give you the credit for that. I still respect his game. I'm kind of leaning with, of resending my vote too, because if we just went by the regular season and look past the playoffs, because that's what you're supposed to do. Now look at this playoff run, look at the regular season. Joel Embiid was very dominant. So like, I'm very partial of moving my vote that way, but Jokic, that's going to be that from year in and year out until he gets hurt or something like that. We're going to see those numbers from him time in and time out. But I've been taking note. I've been saying Mike Malone is a damn good coach. Mike Malone is a very, very good coach. What tree? Do you know what tree he comes from? I'm not sure. Oh, fuck. Where did he come from? um, Mike, I I saw it last game they were talking about him. Because his old coach was in the in the stands and they were talking about it, but I don't remember. I'll see right now. But yeah, was he pop? Was he? Pop? I don't know if he was pop or not, but um, he would be honestly. Okay, here we go. What's the coach? Nah, right. he can't be. Oh wait, nah, he's not. He's not. I don't. Why? I, they're showing me random coaching trees, but continue, continue. All right. So, so Mike Malone is a very good coach, and I don't want to hear you dog him anymore. I've been saying that, and then like I have to fall back because. You know, I, I'm I'm standing fast with that. He's a good coach. Jamal Murray, I've been saying this for a long time. When that guy is healthy, he's a problem. And the problem has been that he's been injured for the last, like, two years. That that bubble stuff that we got to see, that was just the emergence. It's just unfortunate he went down with an injury. But he's an elite point guard in my books. I think he's a pure point guard, good scorer. When he shoots, I'm more scared when he shoots than when Tatum shoots, to be honest with you. And that's that's hard for me to say. And Nikola Jokic should be a first team. Jason Tatum, not all that. I'm sorry. Jason no, Tatum, no, I, I can't take I can't no. take I can't take nothing away from I, Tatum. I'm sorry. I, I, it, I it's just hard. I, I really want one day, whenever it is, uh for like positions to like not matter in all yeah. NBA. Because like Giannis MB Jokic need to be first team. That's just the way it is. Yeah. They're they're the three best players in the league over the last like three seasons. Uh, are they better than like KD? Maybe not. Like whatever. But in the regular season, they've been the three best for the last yeah. three seasons. So like they should all be. But because they're all centers, or yeah, like you want to, it's it, it's it's stupid for like all NBA purposes. But yeah, it, I I agree. But like this Nuggets team, they're. It, it, I'm a LeBron fan too, bro. It was it was gut wrenching for me to watch that shit, and the amount of LeBron slander I keep seeing, like y'all people are gonna miss this man when he's gone, because I don't want to hear one more person say, "Oh, the king is watching." You were wearing a LeBron James jersey in high school. You were rocking LeBrons. You were all about that stuff. So I don't want to hear that shit. 
when he's gone, like it's it's crazy to think that LeBron James is one foot out because we're we're gonna talk about Carmelo Anthony in a little bit too. Like that, those are guys that I, I admire when I was in high school and in middle school. <clears throat> so um the king put on a show. I mean, he put up 40 points. It's just unfortunate they drew that play up for him at the end just to get blocked. I mean, he would it wasn't a good play either. That was a that was a classic like but regardless, LeBron coach isn't actually good since Bolstro. However, yeah, draw it, that's the problem. Gonna, he, but however you draw that play up, he's gonna get scrutinized for it. Oh, yeah. you know, he wanted to pass it. Oh, he got blocked. Like that's that's the thing. Is like I, I'm over this shit. Like Heavy the man is the is head that wears the crown. <laughs> absolutely. But but also just like no matter what was gonna happen, they weren't winning the series. He was gonna get scrutinized. He put up no, forty in no. the last game. Doesn't matter. I know. And the one thing I'll take away from this, and and I was like ready to say this from the rip, but Jalen Rose beat me to the fucking punch this morning. Is you went and you got D'Lo. You went and got D'Lo just for him to be in the closeout game on the bench. And Kyrie Irving is sitting in the stands watching this shit. Yeah. What does that say about the Lakers right now? And then also Kyrie also alluded to my thing saying I'm gonna take my time in free agency. We know he's not going back to Dallas. We know but they could offer him buku money. Buku, I don't know. Buku. Have you seen the but, dollars like the, the issue with Kyrie is what that. does he care about? Does he care about money? Does he care about the city? Does he care about playing with a star? Does he like That's just want to kiss LeBron's wrist and be like, oh I'm so sorry I left sorry. Take yeah, he needs to apologize. A tale, a he needs to do a, a whole video. Time. I apologize. Because yeah. his he career be- has gone completely left. Like the track that it was on when he was drafted, you know, came from Duke. Everyone loved him. Kobe backed him. Everyone you know, every, loved Kyrie. All That's those like uh, rookie all, rookie uh, software games he was like cooking up everybody like everyone like the shoe got popular. Everything with Kyrie was headed in the right direction. And then he wanted to go do his own thing, and it's not worked out for him at all. So, yeah, he, yeah. he's got some explaining to do. And, I mean, it's, like, it feels like it's detracted from his basketball also because, like, he's not the same winning player that he was in Cleveland. And obviously, yeah. he doesn't have LeBron and all that, but he seems like a guy that kind of just wants to go out there and have fun more and win, which is, like, not a bad thing, I guess. But, yeah. like... <laughs> He's the guy who cashes in all his PTO real quick. Also, keep him, keep him the fuck away from New York. That's all I can Please. Keep, I mean, I, there's James, no way he ins, he's on the James Dolan. It won't happen. Don't worry, guys. Jalen Brunson well, well, has well, been – I mean, you know, I've been, I've been talking about Jalen Brunson all season. He's – oh, my God. I'm such a huge fan of him. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that he's he's doing well over there. Oh I've never been like more proud of a guy to like really beat like the haters because he got that max deal and everyone's like, yeah, was he, uh, was he like the first like, uh, first player that wasn't an all star to get a max deal? Yeah, at any point or something like that. And it was they uh, saw something and I didn't see it. I mean, I, I knew he was good. I knew he had to get out of Dallas, and I, I did not know he was going to be this good. <laughs> that he's he's like that, but he's like that. But think about it. Like Look that. at Dallas. They didn't even make the playoffs in New York. Second round of the playoffs, like the the and all I mean, all Dallas lost was Jalen Brunson, and then they made the stupid trade. But they still got they still had a Kyrie Irving and a Luka Doncic. You would think they could be somewhat competitive. They couldn't even make the playoffs. And meanwhile, Jalen Brunson ran through Donovan Mitchell, who everyone thought, including me, that Donovan Mitchell was gonna you know go to New York and drop fifty. Couldn't do it. 
Uh, and in Miami, I mean, they they gave, they 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 fought well with Miami. Just you know, sometimes Jimmy got to be Jimmy. Went cold. <laughs> well, I never seen that go cold like that. Just yeah. like the Lakers, I, man. I cold. do have a question for y'all. So like. You you mentioned Dallas doesn't make the playoffs. They could have very easily made the playoffs. They just intentionally tanked their last what two, three, four games, whatever it is. They sit their stars. The fact that they would have to be in the playing game though the, is embarrassing. But well, not even that. But like you look now at the Heat away away from making the finals. The Lakers they got swept, but they were at the the conference finals. Those are two playing teams. It worked. Which I'm the the biggest hater of the playing ever. So I think it's was the I. stupidest <laughs> addition. I think it's dumb. Same. I think it's a money grab. The stats don't mean anything. It's really stupid. But the fact that two play-in teams get to the conference finals, are you like a Dallas guy? And you're like, man, like maybe we should have like given it a maybe shot because, because like they're gonna they're gonna pick somebody at ten or or nine or whatever they've got in the lottery. Thirteen. And it and they're gonna be like, okay, is this guy actually gonna? It's not Wembyana. It's not Scoot. It's not uh, Alabama. This draft but... takes a nosedive after three. After the so, like, yeah. <laughs> so are you getting a guy that makes this team better, or were you better off running it with Kyrie for a season? Maybe you make a run. Maybe he enjoys his playoff experience with Luca because Luca would have been the best player in these playoffs if he played more than one game. And they didn't give it a shot. That's yeah. just a organizational malpractice. I feel like. For like a twelve pick, or I, I again, I don't remember what their pick is, but it was like eleven. It was, it was top ten or something. It was like ten or eleven. Either way, I hundred percent agree with you. It's just though. For first of all, with the playing game, I, I too was a huge hater of it, but I still am. It's working cool. though, and one thing about the NBA, they are always thinking about that that next dollar, that next dollar. So Adam Silver has made it clear. He wants the game to be a fast paced like it is right now, high scoring like it is right now, uh, and it, he want and it, he he looks at that Europe model of soccer and he wants to grow the game like that. So they got back, they got NBA Africa now, they got NBA India. Uh, they the, the players have a huge presence in in, in China and Tokyo and Taiwan now. So like, I think. <sighs> I don't know what's going. I don't know what's next. Uh, next season, I think they're gonna have the in season tournament. Something else. I think that's pointless too, because like it doesn't. I don't. It's, but that's what soccer does. They have these random in season tournaments. So Adam mm-hmm. Silver is like and they matter. Getting, they some teams care about it. Some teams yeah. Don't. In soccer, I understand. Like that. That's a religion over there. They've been doing that for years. The NBA is like, I don't know. I'm, 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 We'll see how it works out. Uh, and like you said, like I don't even know the games count towards your stats, your regular season, your post. I don't know what stat. It's like an exhibition game at the end of the day. So, but um, with uh, uh, who were we just talking about? Joker, like uh, uh, Mavericks. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just that the whole situation just bothered me a lot because the whole point of having the playing game was so that teams could be competitive. And not try to tank, and Dallas and deliberately tried to tank, and that that to me is like, and I love I love Mark Cuban. I think you know I'm stubborn, so I understand Mark Cuban. He was just being stubborn, and I get it. And you got the pockets to to back it up. Who cares, right? But I thought I I just did not support that move at all. I think it made Jason Kidd look bad as the coach. Uh, Jason Kidd had a bad track record in Milwaukee. Uh, bad track to right now. It's not going well. Is he the uh, most recent coach to get traded? Has there been a coach since so, him to get yeah. traded? Uh, uh, Doc Rivers got traded. 
to the Clippers or not no, to the, Clippers, to, uh, to the, the Celtics, Celtics from Orlando. Yeah. Oh God, they were reaching way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they, he got traded. Actually, I think he got traded to the Clippers too. Gross. I got a double trading for Doc Rivers is embarrassing. That should be yeah. a demerit on your organization. Thank right you. There. Seriously, like everyone was like, "Oh, don't blame Doc Rivers." I'm like, "I'm blaming well, Doc Rivers for a lot of this." Trust me. So I, I've said this for a couple of weeks now. We said it this week on on our uh, podcast as well. Doc Rivers might be one of the worst coaches of all time. He's coached. It's like 23 either Hall of Famers or could be Hall of Famers, and he has one ring, one championship to throw for. Like, are, you, are you? Are you? And the most blown leads in finals. Three, one, three, two, and don't some, matter. And some will say Dibs won that championship for people. So I've heard that. I've heard I've, that. The streets have said. But <laughs> so we were we were talking about uh the, the Nuggets and you know they they made their run. Uh, obviously, we'll see who they play in the next round. But kind of want to pivot based on this whole series um, of LeBron and the Lakers. So for the first time ever. Uh, LeBron has finally alluded to uh, probably, you know, thinking about that next that next step for him in, in life, which might not include him lacing up the sneakers anymore. <laughs> and the Lakers are in a, in a situation where, you know, they, they made all these trades. So they have a lot of free agents. Austin Reeves is a hot commodity now. D'Lo's available. Kyrie's at, at the second game he's at that I know of. And they've all been Laker games. He didn't go to no, I don't think he went to any Clippers games. So, I'm just I'll leave that right there. Um, so they have, the Lakers have a lot of decisions to make. LeBron has a lot of decisions to make. Uh, who? How do I want to phrase this? Um, like, who needs so, more? He's what? Who needs move more? <laughs> well, kind. The Lakers honest, need LeBron so, more. I'll tell you that right. Yeah, now. because they need how, him more, and he needs how more. I'm see, how I'm seeing it, it's like. LeBron will come back to that team if he feels like it's, it has a chance to win a championship. He's made that crystal clear. I'm only I'm continuing to play if I feel like I can win a championship. So I don't I don't believe I don't see him going to another team again. I, I heard this Golden State crap the other day or this morning or something. I'm like, <coughs> I heard going back to Cleveland. Probably not. His son is at USC now, so I think he probably wants to stay home anyway. Well, not home, but in, in, in LA. But I think. What the the what kind of decisions do you think the Lakers need to make this summer to keep LeBron interested to want to be there? And I'll start with you, Julian. I mean, you got to think LeBron's in year twenty. He's he's getting older, and you saw it in these playoffs a little bit, right? Yep. I know he had that great last game, but there were times where he just like wasn't driving to the paint when LeBron two, three, four years ago maybe would have. I don't think comparing him to him in the past is like worthwhile either, because obviously. Yeah. He's older. He's played more minutes than anybody I've ever seen. Probably ever will see. Just yeah. goes to the finals every year. Um, so it's going to take somebody to take those minutes away from him. Like LeBron realistically can't be going and playing 41 minutes a game in regular seasons. That can't happen. Yeah. So you're going to need a guy, whoever that might be, whether it's the same position or a similar ish type of play style, whether it is Kyrie, probably not, but some guy that's offensively capable of taking the load away from LeBron, having to be a facilitator and a shot creator and a play igniter and let him be able to kind of rest up as the season goes so that the playoffs come and he's not gassed by the second series. Don't you think that's what they were trying to do with Austin Reeves? 
But Austin Reeves isn't that type of guy, though. Like, when I say that, I'm talking a top 30 guy. Okay. Like, you you need a top 30 guy because as LeBron never in his career has been outside of the top 15, right? But we need to pretend that he is yeah. just in terms of minutes. Like, we need to pretend we need to build a super team where LeBron's the third best, even though he's not, just to, to keep his legs under him. Yeah. And clearly, he's still fine, but... If he's going to wait it out for his son to get there and wherever his son winds up going, he'll sign as a free agent. But I don't even think he cares about that anymore. I think so. I, I, he's been dealing with that foot injury since, uh, you know, like before the All-Star, I mean, you know, when he broke the record and everything. I think that foot is bad. And, you know, to, you know, he's a, he likes to work out. He's a workout warrior. So I think having to like, go through the whole process of recovery. He might have to get surgery, the whole recovery process. Then he has to get back into basketball shape. If At some point, it gets tiring. And it's like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And the fact that we've never seen him put that foot out the door, I'm like, oh, I, I think he's not playing right now. So, you know, I, I look at the list of free agents. I just don't know who could be that guy. I mean, Chris Middleton can't. Uh, Chris Middleton. I think Middleton would be a great. He'd be option. a good fit. Him. Yeah, he would be a good fit. Um, That's like the perfect type of guy too. I think Chris yeah. Middleton's like probably Bucks a top thirty player. Bucks, Bucks no, he's not leaving. But like, if say you made it happen, which it won't. But like, that would Jaylen, be a Jalen Brown. You'd have Jaylen to trade for him. Not but... want to be in Boston anymore. He's, I've I've been saying this for like three four months now. He's been. He's been trying to get out of there since they. Oh, since he's the gonna, he's going to be a rocket next year. Just wait, not next year, but the year after when he's a free agent. Why? <laughs> they have no infrastructure just, there. Just, just, just remember this moment. He's okay, going to be a I'll, rocket. I'll, I'll put this. Remember on my this moment. Uh, but hey, Rob, what, what do you think? What, what do you, what do you think is going on with the Lakers and LeBron? Bold prediction on Jalen Brown. I think he'll be in Dallas. That's where I think he's going to be. That's where I think Jalen Brown's going to be. I can think Dallas is smart enough to be able to pull off a Jalen Brown thing because I don't think they. I could see it. I could see it actually. No, like you think they're smart enough to be able to like go get him and like recruit him properly when Luca's clearly like they did. They did once have DeAndre Jordan, and then the next day DeAndre Jordan said, "Never mind." So, (laughs) (laughs) so maybe I don't know. They also dodged a bullet with that. They did. 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 I I like Jalen Brown fitting in there, but but anyways, I think for the Lakers to be successful, I mean Julian hit it hit it on the head. Like you have to get another player that like think about it. LeBron has been successful with a big three. Okay. They're trying to groom Austin Reeves. As much as I love Austin Reeves, he's a role player on the team. He's a dog. He's a dog. But like let's let's calm, let's 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 not hype this man up to be the second coming of Jordan or Larry Bird or whatever you want to call him. Like he's a good player. And he's the kind of player LeBron needs on the team. But you you gotta get somebody else. And Tristan Thompson coming out there and speaking on on LeBron's app, like that clown shit out of here. Like right, I turned not- on the TV and I saw Tristan Thompson because I, I was purposely not watching the game because I was nervous. I flipped the channel to the and I saw this was number nine. I'm like, who the oh god, they put Tristan in the game. There Damn. we go, bro. It's over now. <laughs> they're they're linked, they're linked to Trey Young already, which I don't think is gonna happen. Um Trey Young, have to know, get him. Trey Young's obsessed with LeBron, by the way. So I couldn't see that happening. I mean, that would be that wouldn't even be a bad option, but like how do they get him? I have no idea. What do they have uh, to trade the hogs? All I will say is that uh, I, I started to cut you off A Rod. Rob Polinka 
impressed me this year. He did. He did. So he did. I have to believe that he's still got his his he still got something up his sleeve that he can pull off. He didn't make those trades just to make those trades. I think he had a he has a plan, and you know, he, I think he wanted to see how they did in the playoffs, and they showed that they could be competitive, but they need that extra oomph, you know what I mean, to get past a team like a Denver. So I wouldn't put nothing past Palenka right now. I think the Lakers they they got to trade a first round pick for sure. They got to trade a first round pick because like draft is 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 yeah, what that doesn't help. But it, it doesn't help. But not but not get a guy that's too old. Like don't go get a guy that's too old. Get a guy that's like a blight. I feel like trading a first round pick for a Trey Young would be good and some other pieces too. Um, I I saw a mock trade where someone was like, get rid of Anthony Davis, a first round pick. And Rui for Trey Young, and I'm like, that's nah. That's Wait, the what? stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's way too much. One for Anthony Trae. Davis, Rui, and a first round, and a pick. first round pick for little ass Trey Young. Stop, stop yeah, that exactly. shit right now, bro. You got, got worse by doing that. So the, I, the biggest issue is that first round picks have no value anymore. None. None. That's the biggest problem. So like yeah. the Lakers would need to get rid of like four or five first round picks. And look at what four first-round picks got the Timberwolves this year. Got them Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert can't push a single needle on a single team in the league. Nope. He does not make a team a contender by just nope. adding him. I think he's a great defender. I, I've heard he's, like, a fine enough guy if you don't hate him. He doesn't make a team, like, a contender. And that's yeah. for four first-round picks. So, like. What's the I difference think... between him and Hassan Whiteside? Exactly. Literally. Well, no, there is something. Rudy One's tries. Rudy, Rudy tries. One's a knucklehead. That's all. Like, yeah. I saw Whiteside was just, like, knowing to get out there and be like, eh, I'm taller. Let me try it. Let me. Yeah. Um, Bum. But, but I, I think for the Lakers is is one getting another piece to the to the, to the the well-oiled machine that they have because – and also, I, I think the team that they put together works great, but it was just very quickly done, and, and, and they had to push through to get into the playoffs, and, and they did it. They turned heads. We're, we're all surprised that it, it worked because I was expecting it to crash and burn, but it 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 worked. But get one more piece. They need shooters because there's not one shooter on that team. I'm sorry. They got shooters now. I mean, they, they, they got shooters that, that fizzled out. D'Angelo Russell should have been a better shooter. Malik, yeah. Beasley, but D'Angelo's bad every playoffs. D'Lo, every D'Lo year. Is gone. D'Lo is gone. Malik That's Beasley. Yeah. Um, they didn't even play him. I know. He didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play. You know what? The, you know what? The biggest regret they're probably gonna have for sure. And I think Jamal alluded to it last week. KCP. If they had KCP on this I, team, well, I said that. I oh, said yeah. that. But KCP I, on this here's team. why I don't agree, though. I don't agree at all. And and I think this is the biggest Jokic like case study. KCP, if he stayed in LA, would not be the player he is now. He's able to play this like free basketball where there's like no pressure because he's like. If he misses a shot, it's okay because yeah. they're going to get the ball back in 30 seconds anyway and have another open shot. And whether it's him or whoever else it is, like they're going to get open shots because of what Jokic creates. And so just not there's not the pressure of I mean, forcing I, it like he did in LA. He was chucking shots in LA, if you guys remember that. He was just throwing them up because nobody could shoot a three. So like, but we also didn't have a healthy AD when he was doing that too. When AD was healthy, but he's not going to be healthy next year yeah, either. He's That's never like be healthy. AD, yeah. AD, AD top seventy five, my ass, man. AD soft. AD soft for me. But the the thing about AD is that he has a lot of top seventy five moments. That's the problem. He has this a lot of those moments. when he was good. <laughs> and that's the thing with him is just that it's not the motor's not always there. 
the injuries obviously have affected him. Oh, man. Uh, it's just, yeah, that's the problem. But just want to say real quick, uh, KCP in, in the NBA Finals in 2020 averaged 13 points, three rebounds, and two assists. That's pretty, pretty good. good for, you know, somebody to come shoot. Because this year, he ain't do nothing like that. Ten points a game, you know? Couple. No, but but look at his, like, volume. It's so much lower. It's so much lower. Because they don't He's need to way, do all that. Yeah. Way more efficient. And, like, he's able to, like, defend now. He's become triple the defender that he was out in L.A. because he doesn't have to down the court and shoot a off-balance three. Like, he can hunker down on defense a little bit. And he's not, yeah. like, an all-world defender or anything like that. But he's a cog in a machine now. Sure. And- yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I agree with that. I just think when – I think being under LeBron's, like, scope got him to be to where he is and got his value to be where it was at because the Nuggets – I mean, they shipped. He was part of that that trade for Westbrook, and at the time Westbrook, we were like, "Damn, they're getting Russell Westbrook. That's a big fucking three they're gonna have right there." And we know how that turned out. Yeah, obviously. he was with Washington. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. And and Denver was like, "That's the guy. That's the guy we need. He's a championship winner." What do we see? A free agent when he signed there? No, I think they trade. Maybe they do this. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. But anyways, what do we what do we preach? KK, get that veteran, and even one with a championship caliber. That's what KCP brings to this team. There's no, there's no championship winners on the on the Nuggets. The only one is KCP. So well, that's what Kevin Love brought to the Heat. Yeah, yeah. That's what Kyle Lowry brought to the Heat. I laughed yeah. at the Kevin Love trade at first, I and it. I mean free uh, signing at first, but he's he's giving them good minutes. He's not playing a lot, but he's giving good minutes when he's yeah. out there. Miami is such a well ran organization. Spolstra. <laughs> I don't even but, care about the organization. Spolstra. Spol- that Spolstra guy's different. Is that guy's the different. Most underrated coach in the history of sports, honestly. Um, but that organization, though, is very well ran because the way I see it, had LeBron get drafted by the Miami Heat, he'd have like eight or nine championships. To me, it would have been if you if you swapped Dwayne Wade and, and LeBron, oh, I think yeah. you would have had like eight or nine championships because like Pat Riley has been in, in there in that lot in that organization for the last 25. I mean, years. if LeBron stayed, they probably yeah. same thing. Yeah, which is true. But you know, he, he had to go do something, uh, something crazy and miraculous, which I appreciate to this day. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, but go ahead. Back to back to you, Rod. No, I mean, I just think um I don't even know what we were talking about anymore. What KCP, your KCP. boys, the Nuggets. Oh, KCP. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I've always liked the guy. I mean, I, we said, I said on the last podcast, I was giving him his praise that we were looking at Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. to be the X factor when it's really KCP who's hitting this, the shots he needs to hit. And like he was force fed in LA. I'll agree with that. He was definitely force fed. But like, there's too many players now on the Nuggets that can beat you. And the last one that they want to get beat by is KCP. So he's just chilling there and boom, hit the shot. Boom, hit the shot. Boom, hit the shot. And he's smart. He's a smart player. Now he's not, we talked about it. He was balling with an ankle monitor on when he first came. (laughs) And now he's, and now he's got an NBA ship married and, you know, and it's crazy because you you just said they don't have, he's a veteran. I'm like, yeah, he really, he's 10 year in the league. Like it's, you don't really think about it. Because those business years are so like, you know, forgotten, but like, He's the he's a ten year vet like it's, it's it's incredible, um. But keeping it before we get to um, if whether or not Miami or, Bo- or uh, Boston, you know who's going to win that series. Uh, keeping it with Denver real quick. Uh, obviously Carmelo Anthony did retire um, yesterday. 
Uh, Aaron, I'm gonna start with you on this one because I know you know we you love you love uh, C Mellow, Stay Mellow. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna give you the floor to you and just gonna give me your uh, give me your thoughts. Man, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, when I was a kid, it was it was Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, and John Starks, and and uh, Shaq, and then Kobe a little bit towards towards that. But when I got to middle school and high school. You know, I was like, damn, these guys are getting old. Jordan's out the league. Who am I going to root for? And it was Carmelo Anthony from from the get go, man. And I mean, I I remember all of like the greatest games he had. I could tell you everywhere I was for all of them. Uh, The hat that I'm wearing right now, this is actually the same. Not not actually the one he wore, but it was like the same hat that he signed in New York. I remember it had because it had a green bottom on it. And when I saw that, I was like, I got to get that, man. That's a that's a dope hat. Um. But dude is people want to give him shit and like the mellow slander. Like, I don't get it, man. The guy was a prolific scorer, ninth on the list of all time. Iconic shot. Um, you know, the the twisting of the ball, all that, the three to the dome, all your favorite players do that. They'll do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and for the love that he got, if there's anything that I hate for the, the mellow saga, is the NBA. And it's executives on how they blackballed him out the league. I'll I'll never forgive the NBA for that. I'll never forget the stupid questions that were asked in um OKC when they Come put that the team together. Yeah, fuck you for that. Um I I genuinely hate the NBA for that. And I love the Portland Trail Braces for giving him a chance and allowing him and to- he was awesome on that team. Was. Was awesome. That team was so fun and he wasn't great in the playoffs that year. Um, but he wasn't the answer for a yeah. Portland yeah. team. He didn't have but to he take, was fun, but he's yeah. awesome. the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I I just I'm I'm forever like like Carmelo Anthony should have got a farewell tour. Like Dwayne Wade got one, uh like LeBron James is gonna get one. Carmelo, if he doesn't retire, yeah. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony needed one, but I'm I'm happy the NBA world to step out and congratulate him on a career. He had a good video. Um it was you know, a good video. Introducing his son as the next step, he gets to watch it through him. And whoever asked him the question, like, do you feel like, you know, you didn't, you, you didn't accomplish anything because you didn't win an NBA championship? And him saying, you know, I, I want it. Like, that's that's a great thing because we don't take away that he he's going in the Hall of Fame because basketball as a whole, it's everything that you've done. Yeah. A, a freshman to win a national championship, three-time Olympian gold medal at the time was the most until snake durant wanted to come out and do some more um and nine on the list of all time is scoring uh most points at msg still and i remember the day he got traded to the knicks it was like the greatest day for me i was working at hyatt and i was like working in the restaurant and i went over to the bar and i saw that shit and i left i think i think i just left my boss was like well he's gone but i know you weren't gonna miss wilson chandler yeah, uh, I, I I was a I was a little bit upset. Did I was I'm not even a Knicks fan. It was I a was pretty, upset for y'all. I was like, it was man, a pretty big trade. Felton, Felton was, was gone too, Wilson right? Chandler, what did Wilson Chandler like amount to after that? Nothing. He was still it's straight, bro. He was a good. Gallinari was pretty good after that. Yeah, Danilo yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, I I it it sucked, but I'd rather Carmelo Anthony my favorite player, bro. Yeah. Wilson, you could trade the whole team just for Carmelo Anthony to start putting players. We did. <laughs> we did. <I> was, <laughs> It was the happiest day of my life. And, you know, it, it sucks because he had to go out against uh, Indiana. He had the heat battles. Um, the shot that I have here on, on St. Patrick's Day, when he nailed that shit in Luel Dang's face, I remember that. The, the it was It's just great. Great career. The mellow slander, like, 
stop, please. Because, like, what KD, what KD is, is, like, pretty much how Melo was. And, and KD's stuff is, like, really funny that he put out there, too, calling all that shit a foul. But, like, all the dudes that love KD, like, Melo's basically the same player. And I guarantee you KD, like, modeled his game after that. And Carmelo really never ring chased. He just knew I'm getting old and I got to get back in the league and I'm blackballed and all that. So I would never call him a ring chaser in my books. Like, super team KD weirdo is. So, but <laughs> great career. Uh, it's going to suck. It's, it's, it just means I'm getting old as a person. So it's crazy yeah. to see that. Yeah, uh, listen, Carmelo is one of the greatest scorers ever to play this game. He's number nine, right? Scoring all time for total points. Yeah. Imagine, and I, I just looked it up real quick. So, like, to compare it to baseball real quick, Carl Yastrzemski is the number nine in hits all time for MLB history. Really? Do we think he's a bum if he just doesn't win a World Series? It's yeah. obviously different in, in baseball. Like, World yeah. Series don't matter for legacies like that, but... For whatever reason, in the NBA, we only a tie greatness to championships. I think it's dumb. You know whose fault that is? Jordan's. Yeah. It's Jordan's Literally. fault. Jordan ruined the NBA. What Floyd Mayweather has done to boxing is what Jordan does in the NBA. Like, yeah, it, 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 it sucks. And, yeah. like, that's a different conversation. Yeah, for a different another day, one. Trust right? me. I, I can go on for days on that one. Yeah, but, like... Just because Melo didn't make it and win one doesn't mean he was this all-time great. I mean, Carmelo Anthony is like Amari Stoudemire punching a fire hydrant away from, like, maybe winning one that year. That Knicks team was fantastic. It was. Melo and Amari were amazing. Raymond Felton was the best pick-and-roll player in the league for some reason that year. So, like, and and they were beating the Celtics at that point, and then they wound up obviously getting just whooped after that. But, like... He was part of good teams. He was a really good player. And the end of his career definitely didn't go well at all. And that's kind of like the unfortunate part of sports when you get a little bit older and you're not signed on a long deal. And especially in a sport like the NBA where like trades happen so often. Yeah. Um, It's kind of the unfortunate part about it. But he's all of Famer. He would be just off his NBA stuff. But then obviously, like you mentioned, all the Olympic stuff. He's the best... American Olympian that's not like a swimmer or like a runner. <laughs> no, like Simone if Biles. You, if you watch all those Olympic, who makes all the big shots, Carmelo? Like he just, yeah, I think it's I mean, like it was the, Mello. the three point line is just in enough. And you know, his mid range game was amazing. So, like, he was essentially in his mind taking mid range shots and they were all threes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like he played Nigeria this one year and, and I'm, I'm Nigerian, so I was very conflicted. And I was like, yo, he's killing her, bro. I mean, he, he destroyed us. It was crazy. What, what's, like, crazy about his Olympic runs, and one day we'll we'll get, like, a video on this, I'm sure, or, like, yeah. a documentary or whatever. Melo was the best player every single time he was on a USA team yep. with teams with Kobe and D-Wade and Chris Paul and LeBron. And, like, there were guys on yeah. those teams. Like, these are... LeBron's a one or two ever. Kobe's a maybe top 10 ever. Like, these are some of the best ever, and he was better than them on these teams. Yeah. It's just like, the, that's important. The, the context is important. The, the, uh, I think the FIBA game really benefits somebody like Carmelo Anthony, where all I have to do is score. Oh, that's easy. I can, I can score on anybody. So that's why you see, like, he's skilled as a scorer. So you see all these Europeans come here, they're all skilled as scorers. So, like he matches up with that 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 offensive talent that they have, but uh, really quick with my mellow story. So um, that 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 Syracuse run in in uh, as a freshman, 
I, so a little farther back, LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony play in high school. You know, this was probably the first high school game I've ever cared to ever watch on TV. Like, I, I, I was like, this is, I, I was impressed with the whole thing, with the whole spectacle. And as I, at that time, I was a, I, I preferred Melo over LeBron. I was like, yo, I like this Melo kid. I like his game. And then when he went to Syracuse, it was like the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Like, it was just like, it was amazing. And I, I, I'm, a, I'm not a Syracuse fan, but like, I always like to watch good basketball. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person who enjoys good basketball. And I, and I like, you know, certain storylines. And what he did for that Syracuse team, I was like, yeah, he's, he's nice. His rookie year, again, at this time, LeBron James, I'm still kind of like, yeah, I'm trying to figure him out if I like him or not. Uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out if he's if he's for real for because when people get the title, you know, the chosen one, like what they're doing to Weber Yana now, like it's a lot of pressure. So I wanted to see how he was going to handle everything. Melo, his rookie year, I was like, I thought Melo should have won rookie of the year. Like I was mad he didn't win rookie of the year. Uh, but I started kind of you know falling, you know, falling from LeBron's game too and all that stuff. So that helped me, you know, it didn't help me like go towards LeBron, but. When Allen Iverson, my favorite player of all time, got traded to the Nuggets, I, the way LeBron is now, wherever LeBron plays, I'm a fan of that team. How Allen Iverson after Philadelphia, where I, I still support Philadelphia, but wherever Allen Iverson went, I supported. So when he was in Denver, I was a I was a, that that was my West Coast team. I was a Denver Nuggets fan, and so when I'm, I'm watching all the Allen Iverson games, at the same time you see. Uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony games too. I'm like, yo. So I really just fell in love with his the, the way he plays. So I'm watching every single one of their games. Uh, and then Kenyon Martin became one of my one of my favorite players. I just really love that nucleus that they had. And you know, just you know, we we look at some of the greatest offensive talents in basketball in our era. For me, you know, you know, obviously Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, uh, Tracy McGrady, Carmelo Anthony. Like, like he's on that list of just like Kevin Durant of like just full offensive arsenal and package and package. And, you know, I, I just appreciate his, like, you know, his, just his approach to the game. Like you see him work out during the summer, like he really works on all of that stuff. So, you know, for him to, you know, play 20 years, uh, you know, get his, you know, get his, uh, his, his scoring in the top 10 uh, as he retired. Uh, it's kind of like a testament to who he was going to be regardless, no matter what happened, who, whatever team drafted him, it, it could have been the Pistons. I don't care. No matter where he was going to go, this dude was going to go average 20, period. And up until uh, OKC, he averaged over 20 points a game every year. So it's like, yeah, he's to me, I'm, I'm just proud of what he's accomplished. I'm not, you know, we talk about, you know, rings and all that stuff. And, and you know, again, like Jordan really made, made basketball not fun for a lot of people because if you don't win a championship, you're a bum. So like, it's the reason why you see all these people having to feel the need to go go over here, join this team, because you ridicule them every single time if they don't. So, you know, they, they've been trying to get Dame out of Portland for the last 65, six years now. So it's, man. It's, it's like one of those things in which, like, you know, it's 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 unfortunate that he played in this era where, you know, everyone gives him a hard time for winning the championship. But, like, to me, I don't I don't care about that stuff. Like, I, I just love the way he played. Uh, and, I, and I'm, I'm proud of him. And uh, I wonder, I wonder how his son is going to be in, uh, in his endeavors. Because we look at these, like these, you know, LeBron James kids. You know, or, you know, ones in USC. The young one looks really good. Um, what's the other one? Dwayne Wade's kid didn't really pan out like that, but I think he's in the G League, right? Uh, okay. So now we're going to see. You know, we're seeing our the people who I grew up with. I'm seeing their kids like 
take their game to the next level. So it's really interesting right now. But like I grew up watching Del Curry, and then you got this kid named Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Seth. I'm like, yo, where did this? Like, how old did I just get? But it's just really nice to see that. You know, I just hope that you know the NBA just respects him enough because they did do him dirty um, uh, with that Houston situation, and you know I, I'm, I'm happy Portland was able to pick him up. But and in LA, he got that run too. But uh, proud of proud of my dog Mello. Uh, I'm gonna be watching some Mello highlights tonight as I uh, drink my tea and my my cat my chamomile tea and you know watch some Law and Order SVU or something like that. So, <laughs> all right, uh, really quickly, what? Julia, do you think what percentage chance would you give the Boston Celtics to come back on the Miami Heat? Zero. Zero? Not, Zero. Not even like a point five? None. none. Absolutely none. If um the 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 reason too is I know it was last game now or like two games ago, but at game three, there was no fight yeah. from the Celtics. None. Yeah. And if that even exists in the the essence of this team, they're not built like that. Like, you if you get beat, you get beat. And that's okay. Right. That happens. But when, like, you look the way Boston looked at the end of game three, where it was kind of just embarrassing. They weren't trying. They were dogging it. Like, they weren't about to go down 3-0. Yeah. So, you made I, a, I don't think they have it in them. You made, a really good, have it in them. you made a really good point earlier that kind of just went over my head. Uh, and now I think about it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe he's, he's on to something. I am a huge... Outside of messing, uh, you know, messing up his uh, relationship with Nia Long, I am a huge Ime Doka fan. Um, he comes from that pop system. Uh, he's a former player. He got Jason Tatum to lock up KD last year. Like he got Jason Tatum to lock up KD in a playoff series. He got Jason Tatum to become a good defender. Like he got that team bought in to to play defense, and. On the flip side, you get this 34-year-old Joe Mazzula who looks confused all the time, doesn't know when to call timeouts, just all he thinks about is score, 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 and he doesn't know how to make the proper adjustments the way he needs to. Like, he just needs Jason Tatum to take over a game or Jalen Brown to take over a game. That's all he's relying on. And I think Joe Mazzula, well, first of all, obviously he wasn't ready for the job. I mean, he, he didn't know no. he was going to be a head coach. <laughs> Like, that was not on his bingo card uh, on New Year's. So, you know, next thing you know, he's the head coach of a, of a team that just came, you know, just went to the NBA Finals. So I think it's it is, it's going to be a lot for him uh, to deal with now. Will he become a better coach moving forward? I don't know. Um, I mean, I'll, in, in today's NBA, you know, you know, to be, you know, being able to score, that's a, that's, that's great to have, but you still need to have a backbone on defense. And, I felt like they lost a little bit of that backbone uh, and Miami is just taking advantage of it. Like Jimmy Butler, uh, Jimmy Butler like took advantage of Tom Thibodeau in New York. Cause keep in mind, he, uh, Jimmy Butler, when he was in Minnesota, took his third stringers and beat Tom Thibodeau's first stringers. Uh, and then went to uh, do an interview with Rachel Nichols. So Jimmy Butler was already in his, already in his head. And now I think he's already in Joe Mazzula's head. Cause like, I mean, Al Horford is like beat, you know, doing this beat, little timeout thing, and <laughs> he beat he beat Joe Mazzulla in, in what was it the NCAA? Oh yeah, NCAA. Yeah, he played, but he's already beat him in college. Like it's this is nothing to Jimmy. And we talk about having vets in the locker room. You can feel Udonis Haslam's presence on this team. Like well, how they look this postseason, 
It's they, not Haslam. That's Kevin Love. It's not. Oh, no, bro. It's oh, Kyle Lowry. How they look? This, they look like it's dogs this postseason. You got to give some credit to Dallas Haslam. Like I think I'm Kevin not. Love. Kevin Love <laughs> brought balance, but the dog factor. That's to me. You can see that hit, that imprint from. I mean, Max Struess is out here dunking balls and shit. Like yeah. who the hell is Max Struess? I've been asking for two years. Yeah, who the hell is Max Struess? <laughs> And you got him looking like a dog now. So I think Udonis has an impact on his team uh, on top of Jimmy Butler. Like, what we're missing in Philadelphia is a Jimmy Butler. Oh, wait, we had it. So Remember remember beginning of the season where uh, Udonis Haslam almost fought Jimmy Butler for Eric Spolstra. Haslam's, Haslam's intensity is felt on that team. Yeah. It definitely is. He's, he's an assistant coach more than he is a player. So – um, and he's getting a good farewell tour as it is right now, too. So yeah. it just bothers me that Melo doesn't get one. But regardless, uh, Boston Celtics, Jimmy Butler just fucked your team. So that's that's where I'm going to leave it at there, man. Jimmy Butler is a dog. Zero percent? Zero percent. Bro, I would have had a better story, crazy, wacky story for you if Jimmy Butler ended it yesterday and didn't let him get one. Because I would have been like, there's your story yeah, right there. Let us get one. Jimmy, he already Jimmy. took their heart, but then that that when I started with the show with Grant Williams, Grant Williams forced him to take their soul from them too. Like he literally snatched. And the only reason why Miami, I mean, they went like eight for thirty-two from three yesterday. It's like they're not gonna shoot that bathroom three. Like they they're might. Not they're not a good shooting team. They have been in the playoffs, but you saw in the Knicks series they weren't shooting well. Correct. It just so happens that the Knicks. Shot way worse. If the Knicks, if the Knicks shot like a league average, they win in six. If the Knicks, they, if, if Obi Toppin doesn't take eleven threes, and I'll keep saying this to the end of the day, I die. And they just stop living by the three. Knicks, Knicks would have been in it, but they yeah. just wanted to take three. They, could, they couldn't hit shots, and they, they don't have shot makers, so that's something they got to address. My issue with the Celtics, outside of like effort and all that, is just head coaching it comes down to at some point where they decide we're not going to make plays. This is hero ball. Yeah. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, go get a bucket. And those are guys as fantastic of players as they are. And I think they're very good. They've developed into players way better than I ever thought they would be are not that guy. Jason Tatum. There's about 20 guys in the league that I'd rather take or give the ball to in the fourth and say, go win me this game. 20, 20, 20. 20. I can't I can't agree with you there. Because Jason but. Jason has shown that he's not that and he's done it before. I think, but like I say the same thing. 20. Oh, I got right, I'm going to say this. 15. I think maybe 15. Of, 20 might of, be hyperbole, but a lot yeah. of what we see some fourth quarter where he doesn't feel involved, I think that's just the offense that Missoula wants him to run cuz it should be well, him taking the ball down the court. It should be him like demanding the ball, but he wants Marcus. But Smart. why is he only effective on offense when he has the ball in his hand? That's nice. why. That's how I, I feel this way about Julius Randle. Like when he's not touching the ball, yeah. he just becomes dead space, clogging up an area, and it's like painful to watch. And there's times where Jason Tatum gets that way, and I think he's uh, he's a really really good player. It sounds like I think he sucks, yeah. but like I mean, same way too. I I think so, but he's just a light skin. That's it, Kobe. Kobe <laughs> wouldn't. Kobe would approve. <laughs> yeah, he's from St. Louis, man. You know, from he's from Nelly's hood. So come on, man. You gotta give him some, some credit. Some credit. I, I shout out Nelly, but not shout out Jason Tatum. Uh, they might get another game here, but even if they go to game six, 
it doesn't matter. Like they have to win two more games. I know. More. I know. They don't, have that. they don't have that in them. I don't think they have it in them, but you know, I, I like to see a little controversy, see a little bit of, you know, a little uh break in the script. Cause I know for a damn sure Adam Silver did not have the Nuggets and the Miami Heat in his NBA finals on that script. I'll, so. I'll tell you what, if if he wrote the script where both the Lakers and the Celtics, the best teams in this league's history, both went down 3-0 and <laughs> on, like gentlemen's reverse swept them. Whew. That would have been the best script of all time. Like that's oh, for real. That would have been Bravo stuff. For so real. Like that would have been <laughs> and then they get to face off again, like for the again. Time. For the, who knows? Yeah, like that would have been a good one. So uh, I, it's not gonna happen. Uh well, I mentioned it earlier. I think Denver kind of just clears. They kind of have for a while. The second I saw Denver absolutely decimate the Suns yeah. when Katie had like 35 and yeah. Booker had like 40. I was like, okay, well, the league is this this season's over. So the funny thing about that was that at that time, I was like, you know, I'm I, I want to, you know, I knew I knew the Lakers were gonna be going to state. I'm like, man, I hope the Lakers get Denver. Then I saw what they did to Phoenix, and in the back of my head, I'm like, yo, I hope they play Phoenix now because I don't think they can beat this Denver team. And I didn't want to say it out loud at the time, but I'm like just watching them and dismantle the Phoenix Suns, who everyone picked to go to the NBA Finals. I was like, I don't know about this one, LA. I think they might have a little bit too much for you now. So, uh, And we were talking about coaching. Um, and, you know, same thing with Joe Mazzulla. You know, if you look at Frank Vogel in the bubble. Um, they were in a situation where they had to uh, make a game-winning shot uh, against Denver. They ran a beautiful play for Anthony Davis to get a game-winning three to uh, uh to win game two, I believe, or game three. Flip side, you go to this situation where they need to tie the game, and they just say, "Hey, LeBron, do something, please." So right downhill, you see the difference right there. Like it's literally that. So, like in my head, I'm like, "Yo, they should run the same play they ran for Anthony Davis." I wonder if they'll see it coming. But no, they say, "LeBron, just you're in year twenty on your forty eighth minute of the night." <laughs> Please just do something like that. It's you're asking a lot. You're asking a lot. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Miami wins the series. Uh, so you're you're picking Denver to win it all. Yeah, I think in like five too. Like I don't think it's, I don't think it's close. Hey, Rob, what do I you think? think? I don't think it's close. Man, give me Jimmy buckets, bro. Ooh, no way. Give me Jimmy Wait. buckets because Jimmy Jimmy buckets. Jimmy's gonna be the Jimmy gets maybe it not the worst. I was gonna say the worst start. That Denver's played, but he's better than Anthony Edwards. So Jimmy, um, Jimmy just gets in your head the right way. I, I don't, I, I think it'll nobody's be getting in Jokic's head. That's All right, how about this? How about this? Think about this. Do y'all remember that Jokic, uh, basically ended uh, was which which Morris twin is it? Marquis for Marcus's? Like we have not seen him since he pushed that dude to. The, to uh, I think it was Marcus Morris. Uh, we have not seen him. Since he pushes ass to the ground, like he, he had Peter to call his brothers from uh from Serbia to like yo, uh I, I might need some backup because Udonis has him. Like said, we're gonna see you outside. So do you think that's still in the back of their heads that like they never? I mean that that Jimmy is not gonna forget little things like that. Now, that's a big thing. Like he knocked out one of the players. You don't think that's something? What are you, what are you gonna that? knock over Jokic? He don't care. Hey, he doesn't care. Who does? Maybe, maybe, if, maybe like one. Murray will be upset about that. That's not Jimmy. <laughs> listen, I got all the respect for the Denver Nuggets, but there's just something about Jimmy Butler's 
play of game that just is intriguing. Yes, Bam is going to have a lot to deal with with Jokic, and Jokic is going to be plus, plus, plus all over that because Bam has disappointed me. You saw time. what he did to AD? Mm-hmm. Yo, he, Bam has, oh, my God. But, <laughs> they're not even in the same stratosphere. But the, but the rest of the team, if anyone's going to snake charm their way into it, Jimmy, Jimmy is literally like, I, I don't know how to explain. He's like the NBA's Donald Trump. He's a snake oil salesman, but the snake oil fucking works every time. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. Like when you count Jimmy on, you think this is a joke. Jimmy Butler just cooks you. Ooh. And he doesn't listen to Miley Cyrus. So All right, Julian, question. What about this aspect? Tyler Hero yeah. might be might be coming back. I if I'm Miami, I tighten that cast. Keep it on him. Don't don't mess Keep with it on him. him. If Tyler Hero comes back, they lose in four. He you makes that what? team so much worse. He is you know what not that a good player. Of was the Orlando Magic versus Lakers. The Orlando Magic was, was dominating the playoffs, and then they bring back uh, Jameer Nelson to start over for Austin in the finals because Jameer Nelson's final was healthy. Completely messed up all the chemistry. Completely ruined everything. Because if you bring Tyler Hero, he's going to play that 2-3 guard, or, yeah. right? He's going to play the 2 or 3, and now Gabe Vincent's not starting. Or now Max Struess is playing less, less minutes. Too Those sick. guys have been, like – unbelievable yeah and so now all of a sudden they're like man i've been playing so well and like now this dude comes back and i get benched and maybe they don't feel that way because they're kind of they will they're kind of journeymen but like they've earned the right to be playing 30 minutes a game yeah they just have caleb martin has been better in this series than jalen brown why is that a sentence that i'm able to say crazy crazy and so lost another one So he's going to be – they're going to feel some type of way, and Tyler is less efficient than these guys have been. He's way worse of a defender, and he's way more of a volume guy. So you're taking volume away from guys. So even if Dave Vincent's still playing, for example, he's taking five less shots a game now because Ty- Tyler comes back. You do not saw, let him come back. And you we saw how efficient he was in game three. Dave Vincent went off. Like, what was it, 31 weird. points? He only missed a few shots. I was like, damn. Go ahead, uh, Nambi. He's Nigerian, by the way, just so y'all know. Shout it's, out to um, Gabe Vincent. <laughs> it's, um, it's Eric Spolstra. It's not Stan Van Gundy. So we, we it know is different. It, it is different. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Before we wrap it up, I still want to talk about a little bit of football. Um, you're a Vikings fan. I want you to break down the, your offseason uh, from January, whatever, when you lost to the Giants till where you're at right now. Um, it's been a weird off season because they, they get rid of a lot of their, their defense, right? The the defense is coming in. This is a brand new team. They were one of the worst defenses in the league. They kind of had to, uh, bounce back from losing a defensive minded coach. Yeah. Um, they looked better at times when some of the younger guys were, were around. There was a couple injuries there, but that happens. Um, and now they got a, retool and they lose some guys they uh zadarius smith gets traded zadarius smith getting traded is the best thing to happen to this team in a while you look at the numbers he had last season like he was actually really good the second half of the year when the team kind of started to struggle he was horrible he could not get to the quarterback he looked tired Uh, he looked like he was coming back from an injury and that initial burst was gone and i'm sure that's going to help out Cleveland because they're going to like rotate guys on their D line. Now we didn't have that luxury. We had about a five man rush and that was about it. So, mm-hmm. um, 
can the defense in this youth resurgence become really good for the Vikings is honestly a big question mark. Uh, we did get Brian Flores and every guy on this defense fits Brian Flores. I wanted him as our head coach. When, when that was it, when we were looking for a head coach, I wanted Brian Flores. Yeah, and then we got Kevin O'Connell. Sure. I was like, Ooh, KO is kind of, I I'm kind of with that, especially yeah. with the offensive guys we have. But now you get Brian Flores on that team already with a, a lot of really athletic, unrefined guys defensively that are young. Uh, and, and Brian Flores just can teach guys how to win with their athleticism. We saw that in Miami. They won with their athleticism more so than their talent. So it, it'll depend on what he brings and how much the defensive players buy in. But this will be a top five offense, whether or not Dalvin Cook is the starting running back. It really doesn't even matter. Alexander Madison is as good. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you... What do you think is happening with that? What, how do you feel? I, I'm kind of cool with it either way. Uh, if he leaves and he gets traded, I hope it's to a team that will play him and like that he's like not a running back by committee. He's just a guy who's been injured. And every time he comes back from an injury, he takes a couple games to get ramped up and then he tweaks his ankle again. And then it's a, it's a cycle that you can't really afford when you're a bell cow. Mm-hmm. And so whenever he's gone down, Madison's played and he's played pretty well. Yep. I don't think that with a Kevin O'Connell offense, you need a bell cow either. So with somebody making as much money as Dalvin is, and when you don't need the position as much in this offense, Mm -hmm. I think it's not really the biggest loss in the world. Having more receivers in a Kevin O'Connell offense means more than a running back. And you see stuff like this, obviously not now because the 49ers have like McCaffrey, but in years past, the 49ers will just like, lose a guy to an ACL injury, they're like, oh, okay, here's Who's next? Ohio State running back number seven. Here Who's you go. <laughs> and he runs for like 600 yards because they're just running these crazy schemes. Yeah, That's essentially what the Vikings offense will become whenever it's time to pay Madison and they don't want to do it. They'll wind yeah. up drafting some dude in the fourth round and then they'll cycle through. But wide receivers are way more valuable than running backs in this league. Justin Jefferson's pretty handily the best wide receiver in the league. Like I think there's pretty a pretty si- I think there's a sizable gap between him and the next guy. Him and Devontae? I think he's way better. So he's way better. I, I just so you know, for the first time, like this, like later this year, I was like, you know what? I think Justin Jefferson is, be- is, is the best receiver. But it took a while for me to get there. So how much like how much is that gap? And why do you think so? I think that gap is enough that. Justin Jefferson was the only competent receiver for half the season last year. And the Vikings were still like a two loss team. Like they were, they were a top 10 offense for a majority of the first half of the year with Adam Thielen being a shell of himself. KJ Osborne was hurt coming into the year. And then before they got Hawkinson, it was really just him. And it didn't even matter. Like he was an MVP candidate up until like week 13 last year. And, he almost broke like the wide receiver records. He's crazy. And his separation and his route running. I never thought I'd see a Viking receiver like this recently, at least since Diggs to be a better route runner than Diggs, And he is. Yeah. That's crazy because Diggs is that, that man's cold as a, as a route runner particularly. And I think Justin, there's no flaw in his game. Besides, I think he gets in his own head too much. I would like Justin to get a little bit more mature and I don't know what, how that happens, but I will gotta, gotta let go of that gritty. Gotta let that gritty yeah. die. Once you let that gritty die, it'll be a little more mature. But yeah, 
Yeah, and John Morant, well, that's another topic. And that's anyway. a whole that's it's different though, because Justin's like there's never been a question that yeah, Justin has nothing, a person. Yeah, yeah, He's nothing, a fantastic yeah. person from everything I've seen. Yeah. And no he cares about the team. <laughs> like he's never been upset that he's not getting targets. There's been games where he gets like five targets because yeah. they're throwing a KJ. Yeah, I actually really throwing... loved Adam Thielen, which is, I was like, wow. Yeah, I know. But well, right. Adam's like the nicest dude. Exactly. I've heard that. Like the actual night. Like, I don't yeah. think there's a better guy in the league. If you meet him that Adam Thielen, it was like sad to see him go. Yeah. So which is my next question. We got Jordan Addison. Now A-Rod is a huge USC of receiver fan. Uh, if they play at USC, he, he thinks they're the most amazing player ever. So, okay. What do you think Jordan Addison asked your offense? I mean, just, just think about it this way. Jordan Addison is a top three guy in this class as a wide receiver. Right. I mean, yeah. tools wise, he is just explosive at the release point, which I think is the most important thing at wide receiver right now. It's just like being able to release because DBs are so fast and athletic. So you get a good release. He's crazy explosive and he's not going to go against number ones. Yeah. Unless they're unless they're just keeping a number one on, on a specific side, like they used to run Xavier Rhodes on the Vikings. And then they happen to put him on that side. He's not going to go against ones. Mm. And if he is, that means he's not getting the ball because Jefferson's going against the exactly, team. So. Exactly. And you got Hawkinson too. So it's like, what are we doing? And, and Hawkins, Addison might be the third best receiving guy on this team. And he probably will be third in targets. What about my uh, boy? No. What about my boy, Taylor Rieger? Is he still there? No, no he got no. caught. He got DFA or caught. Yeah, he, he's I was us when we drafted nah. him, and then y'all took him off our hands. No, nah. <laughs> KJ Osborne's really good too. So yeah, I'm not going to sleep on him. Yeah. But Jay, I mean, uh, Jordan Addison's not even going to have to like do anything crazy. He he's just not going to have to. He's just going to have to play like he did at USC, and he'll get a thousand yards this year because it's just he's going to be open. Yeah. He's just going to be, and and with the way KO makes guys open and his his offense, um, it's like really fun to kind of watch. So, and so they have what, a lot of flaws. I think this team has a lot to to prove. But uh, what, how you feeling about quarterback? I like Kirk. Uh, there's better guys. I I think Kirk's a top thirteen ish quarterback, more or less. Um, I always think it's really funny whenever a guy has a decent year or has a decent playoffs, and then. Like, oh well, that guy's great. And it's like, listen, as as awesome as the um what what was his name? Uh Bryce Purdy or Brock, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Brock, as awesome as the Brock Purdy experiment was over there in uh San Francisco. He's not better than like a Kirk Cousins or like yeah. a Dak Prescott, who I think are like the same quarterback. He's not better than them. Daniel Jones is not better than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> like no. Not at all. <laughs> I've had people tell me this straight to my Absolute, face. Like I Daniel mean, Jones is better. And funny Jones enough, somebody gave doesn't me the do same, anything better. Somebody gave me the same two quarterbacks. I was like, why is this a discussion? Stop that! It's like, not no, not a discussion. He's not that <laughs> he's Kirk's been like a very good guy every year that he's been healthy, and he's been healthy, which is a great thing for a quarterback. I wish he was like we had a little bit of a better guy, but like, how do you get that? You you be really bad. Yeah. Right, or cool. you get like really aggressive. Or you go in a the, draft. the Jets route, or the Rams route, or the awesome. Bucks route. <laughs> it's simple for Minnesota; they like that, so that's where. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you were not getting Rodgers, right? That was not. There's not a second Green Bay quarterback that comes to Minnesota. That was it's gonna happen. happen. I hope he's following not. the same time. I can't stand that guy. I, I know he he's wants one of the to play with Jefferson. Jefferson. I hate him. 
Yeah, get out of here. Go go play with him in retirement at some point. Retiring with me, man. Yeah. Retiring with me. So that's where we leave that at. <laughs> All right. A-Rod. He's, I mean, you know, you're oh, really quick. Is there anybody in the uh, in the north that you are a little, you know, oh, they might they might scare me a little bit. Not really. I mean, the Lions are gonna be kind of fun this year, but I don't know if like they're like a real threat to like the NFC right now. Um I don't think a lot of people see the Vikings as like a threat to the NFC either. So it's like, I think the North is, I think the the North is kind of just right there. I don't, I don't think it's wide open. I think it's through the Eagles and you pray for everybody else. Oh, I mean for the North, for the NFC. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not wide open. Packers are not going to be good. The bears are not going to be good. As much as people want to say the bears are going to be better. That team was the worst team in football last year for a reason. Getting the wide receiver does not help that. Does not help that. So they're another year or two away. Lions are probably still a quarterback away. Jordan Love? Uh, I, I have respect for Jordan Love because I'm friends with his girlfriend or fiance, whatever they are now. Nice. Uh, she was part of that Oregon volleyball team. Um, oh, dope. But uh, there, you don't you – lightning doesn't hit a bottle three times in a row. He said respectfully, fuck him. <laughs> respectfully, go kick rocks. You're going to sit in the bottom of the league or the division, and that's going to feel real good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for that Jordan Love story to happen, we have just had to get a Rod, a Rod to a Rod's team uh, in New York. Uh, is there anything that you're worried about yet? You know, a little oh. ankle thing, a little calf issue. You know, what I'm saying nah, anything, nah. anything you're worried about? Health wise, you shouldn't be. Nah, I mean, they're, they're, unless you're talking like mental health wise, because that guy's a nut job. Yeah, he's absolutely a nut job. I I think he's all in. He's really embracing the New York thing. The ankle injury thing at practice is a little concerning, but. You know, it's still time to ramp it's it up. It'll be okay. There's plenty of time. Yeah, there's plenty of time for that. I'm not worried. Like he, he's literally like speaking like he's wanted to be here. I'm feeling like a Buccaneers fan right now. I want you to know. It's the same. I it's feel. the same vibe. Yeah. Kind of. I feel it. I feel it. It really is. But the difference between me and Buccaneers fans is Buccaneers have had like carousel of decent quarterbacks over the years. I haven't had one good one. Just let me let me have my swan song before I go out, man. Just yeah. I just need it. But I'm. I told you the one thing I'm worried about, only one thing that I need these boys to do, and it's sign Quentin Williams. Once you sign Quentin Williams, I will be 100% to go into the Super Bowl. And maybe bring back Quan Alexander and put that cherry on top for me, and I'll be okay. But uh, Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, man. That AFC is tough, my boy. I don't give a... AFC is brutal. If there's anything I've let you done on this podcast, it's sway my mind on things. And if there's anything I'm going to do now is I'm going to stick to my guns. And if we get Quentin Williams signed, hey. now now <laughs> you can go to the Super Bowl and not win a division. Are you winning the division? Um, we're winning everything. Everybody's winning every award. I'm high on my horse. Buffalo, Who's winning MVP? I, I Buffalo Bills. Rogers is winning MVP this I year. Think, no I way. Think, no, I'm I'm just joking on that. I think, <laughs> I'm like no way. <laughs> I think it's gonna be tough. Our division is definitely tough. Um, it's a brutal division this year. It is because <clears throat> Bill has our card. Just when Bill has a shitty team, Bill's like, well, here comes this third string receiver out of nowhere. Oh, and we're going to play in the snow. Oh. But yeah, it's like exactly. a slosh snow. I've never, I'll never forget that game. What a fucking game that was. But Bill's a wizard. So Bill scares me. He can probably take one from us. The Bills, I always tell KK, I'm not afraid of the Bills. I'm really not afraid of the Bills. Well, they're worse now. That that's a yeah. team that's getting worse as the years go on. They're, you know, they're, that window's be, closing. 
it's funny we say that, but a lot of teams have said they've gotten better. A lot of people have been saying a guy like Jamal came on the show and said they gotten better. Um, wow. maybe from a, they've maybe lost from, like their entire DB group. I was going to say maybe from an offensive standpoint, they might have gotten better, but defensively they didn't uh, need to get better offensively they were scoring 28 a game anyway i i agree with you trust they me. got too one-dimensional for me though we're, we're on the same page and they asked Do they have a running back now that they get anybody james oh. cook they have a little little cook oh brother yeah david <laughs> harris but he, is he also, on the bills now yeah yeah okay. but, but i mean harris is like eh, it's okay but James Cook did well down the end of the season when Singletary was like they run Singletary's knees into the ground, and James Cook picked up and got like five or six hundred yards at the end of the season just because Singletary couldn't go anymore, and he did good in the playoffs. But I'm not afraid of Josh Allen. He he doesn't strike fear in me. There's nothing scary about him. Well, there's and- plenty scary, but until he cuts down on the turnovers. And not even the turnovers, That's but the, the risky plays. Yeah, it's not even the turnovers because th- that happens. Afraid. I'm just not scared of him. You can preach whatever you can to be. Hopefully, he listens to this podcast and he's like, "Those guys are on to something." Do that. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> says it, so it's not. It's not scare, a unique take. I want to scare a Rob, but he don't scare me. And then the Dolphins. The Dolphins are just like, I don't know, man. They go and sign all these big name players just to let you down. So I like their head coach. I love Tua. He's, he's really smart. Yeah, he is. He's really cool too, man. Like I, I thought he was. He's just yeah. He's, he's it's like he's you can't nerd, hate the guy. But... You can't hate. He's, <laughs> he's super swag. He's at the Miami games, chilling there. Like you guys seen the video? Yeah, he's like puffing the vape, yeah. <laughs> like mid game. Yeah, exactly. He's he's a he's a Gen Z coach. <laughs> yes. Oh, hundred percent. And, and they, they get they get the right players every time. It's just. You, you went and got Jalen Ramsey. Now I got to see Jalen Ramsey in my division. That's fucking scary. Yeah. Along with Xavier uh, Howard on the other side, and then Bradley Chubb up front, <coughs> and then that receiving core. Well, Bradley wasn't very good when they went and got him. So, like, not hopefully for you, but hopefully for the Dolphins, he can, like, yeah, settle I mean, in. I, I think he will. I mean, it was the middle of the season, so. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. trades like in the, the NFL just don't work for god knows what reason like it guys just time. it takes way too long <laughs> yeah especially as a tackle just go get the qb <laughs> just go get him yeah. we're, we're depending on if two is going to be healthy or not so if if two is completely healthy and he puts up what he was doing last year could be a problem um but i'm i'm confident like the only missing piece to us to being a well-oiled machine is quentin williams if we don't have that guy then no we'll finish second or third so I'd be a little worried about the offense a little bit. Um, a lot of it. <laughs> just because Brees Hall looked fantastic. How's the ACL going to look? That's obviously yeah, Michael Carter right behind him. And then yeah, Zoe Michael Carter was really good too. So and that's two nice to have. Out of nowhere. Bam it's Knight nice to have out. a uh, one, two also just to yeah. keep the legs kind of fresh. Uh, Alan Lazard's not that good. Is like part of my problem, um, but he's a number like- two. That he's sounds like two. Minnesota hate to me. Is all he's that not that good. Uh, I've he's... watched him twice a year. He's not that good. I watched Christian Watson take over his job. That's what I watched. I watched Christian Watson. That's also not that good. Take Listen, his job. I don't, so like... I don't. I don't need Alan Lazard to be a one. I need him to be. No. A, I need a big body, and we also got Corey Davis and him are basically the same player, except Corey Davis is a better route runner with no hands. Alan no Lazard, hands. shitty Bricks. route runner, but great hands. Big, Exactly. So it's like the same 
if only they could like DBZ fusion and just like become <laughs> yeah. like a good running or wide receiver, it'll be nice. But 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 I'm I'm happy with the team, man. Just I I want a winning season. I want to make the playoffs. I, mean, I want to have reason. a winning season, but you know, I'm it's just saying no, it's no, a no, tough no. it's a tough division. Like it's, it's not a tough a given. division and a tough yeah. conference. That's what I'm saying. It's just I don't know what your schedule looks like, but like assuming that you're playing, let's just say like pack, I think we got to we got to see the Bills game one. Well, do, what division do you guys match up AFC wise? Do you play so, like the West? Because if I'll, you play the West, I'm like, Jesus. I'll, I'll break down the, the just real quick, just run through it. Um, y'all start off with the Bills. You said, yeah. So yeah. Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs. To start the season, Bills, <laughs> Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles. <laughs> That's a tough start to the so season. You do play the West this year. Um, they play the That's- NFC East and the AFC West. And you got West Chargers, you got the Raiders, might will definitely be better. Yeah, because they, they got Garoppolo, right? I don't know how much better they'll be, but they'll be better. They'll be the better. Broncos they, will be better. That, the if there's anything be I know, the Broncos sure. will be better. <laughs> the Broncos will be better for sure. But I, I I can confidently think that Jimmy Garoppolo's past relationship with uh with uh his former co- his former offensive coordinator, Josh, I think the 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 chemistry is there and they can't be as bad as they were last year. I just I can't see it. Uh, and then they got Deshaun Watson as well coming. To, uh, well, y'all going to him, go see him? It's a tough schedule, man. It's a tough schedule. I'm just saying, but bring it, man. I'm bring happy. it. Hey, you got the quarterback now. Bring it. Yeah, I got the shit talking quarterback. I got it all, man. It's like he's been here the whole time, so I'm happy for it, man. It was he good to see him at like Knicks games and Rangers yeah, games. He's, so like, okay, he's like trying to embrace it. Yeah, he is, and and he's he even said he was like, I've been wanting to come here. I've been wanting this deal to get done. So like, it's it's good to hear that as opposed to like. Well, I still want to I'm keep just here, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, like I'm, I'm happy. And like sauce Gardner, like my I love new, that guy. Player, my he's new awesome. favorite player. He's, awesome. it, yeah. it, it, he's, he's on my top three favorite players right now. He's, he's my awesome. favorite right now. I got, I got my sauce Jersey ordered already and it's coming in, but you get the black one or the green black one. And, it, black one. and it's, and it's, uh, um, it, he's the best recruiter. He's the best recruiter. He spoke it into fruition. He said he burned the cheese head. <laughs> he's at things with him. He's like, I, I watched the story like him and Rogers are fluid. They they have a good time with each other. Like I, I like it. And Alan Lazard looks like he belongs there. Um, Corey Davis isn't really like poo pooed and upset about, you know, not being a number two option now. Like it all, it all looks good. Like the team looks like there's camaraderie there. Haven't seen Zach Wilson's bum ass on anything and let's keep it that way. So I, that's the only thing that I need to have. Get better. Yeah. He he needs Aaron Rodgers right no, now. It doesn't even matter. He's a backup now. Who cares? He he's a backup, but like yeah, he's an afterthought at this point. He's an afterthought. Like cut your ties with it. It sucks, but cut your ties. He's not good. He's not right. good. Hey, it's right. it's a it's a blessing you guys are even a, in a winning position with yeah. drafting a Trust quarterback me. that high and then Trust me. you're I still being good. So it's literally crazy. within a year they went from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. It's like. Thank God. <laughs> I told you why. Because our GM's ass is on the fucking hot burner. And he's like, I got to make some moves. And had a great draft class. So they're like, okay, we're going to keep you around. And then they were like, oh, you didn't make the playoffs with that. You All you had to do was win four games. And they were against shit teams. And you couldn't do it. So he said, I'm going to go get Aaron Rodgers. And they were aggressively, like, that. aggressively went after Aaron Rodgers. Aggressively did it. Yeah. So I'm happy with it. He's my my new favorite GM, KK. Hey, KK. I convinced you again. Thank you, Eagles. If he gets... If he gets Quentin Williams, he'll be my favorite of all time. So, all right, all right. So, we're about to wrap it up. I just want each of you to tell me something in, in the sports world right now, just a story that you feel like 
needs to be talked about or just something, you know, just something that you're, uh, you've been paying attention to. So I'll start with you, Julian. Um, can I do two? Can I yeah. double dip here real Let's quick? Go, yeah. Please get a um, guess. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, uh, Brianna Stewart is like the coolest thing in New York. I know we just spent time talking about Aaron and like Aaron judge exists, but like Brianna Stewart and the New York Liberty, if you care at all about basketball as a sport and not just like the guys, please watch the Liberty super teams. The Liberty and the Aces, please the super watch teams. them. They yeah. are awesome, yeah. and they are likable, and they are fun. And the WW, WNBA doesn't get enough love. There's plenty of reasons for that. I'm these so happy really to say this right now, by the way. I am so – you know, <laughs> I am a basketball purist, right? And I always say, you want to watch – Good pure basketball. Go watch a WNBA game. It's the best. Like when the teams are good and the, and the players are good. Like yeah. it's the best fundamental basketball fundamental. because like because like the the gap in talent gets like really tight at the highest level. So yeah. like they have to actually draw plays and like yeah. like run established plays. It doesn't just turn into iso ball because KD's seven feet and can shoot. And Correct. <laughs> so it's like it's really fun. Uh, so shout out to you know Sabrina Ineescu. I also went to school with her. So shout out. There we go. Um, Hey, you just be dropping names on us. <laughs> I got to. I got to. And then um, also kind of in a similar vein, if you're not watching the MLB and staying up a little bit later occasionally to watch the Shohei Otani starts, Oof. just like do it every now and then. There's never going to be a guy that's this dominant in any sport ever like Shohei is. He is a top five pitcher and a top five left-handed batter in the sport. And it's something that we, I think even with how much hyperbole and how much like showtime he gets on like ESPN and all the major outlets is still probably not enough. It's warranted. Uh, He's just like something genuinely special. And I want them to make it work in LA because it's not like an organization that you usually see. It won't because they don't know what they're doing because they going to say trout whole career. Yeah, he's going to wherever he goes. I don't care where he goes as long as it's not the Dodgers, like which I got no hate with the Dodgers, but like we can't let them get everything. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, um, enjoy Shohei Otani if you guys are into baseball at all, just just a little bit. Also, Aaron Judge is the best hitter in baseball, but (laughs) (laughs) but but that's how that's that's what I want you guys to pay attention to. Hey, right. Um, keep it in the soccer world, man. Um, Vinicius Jr., man, it, it, we we preach about all the stuff that's going on in the United States with race and um, uh, uh, bigotry and things like that. Um, it's it's all over, you know, whether you see it or not. Yeah. Um, and La Liga, you got Vinny Jr. playing for Real Madrid. And um, this has been going on for a long time. It's just crazy that that FIFA is finally cracking down on this now because he's been he's been targeted in all types of racism they're calling a monkey mono in spanish um all these different they, they hung a a, a a black doll outside of one of the stadiums that he went to so to embrace that i love the real madrid players coming out there and wearing his jersey before the game it's it shows that you stand with that player it's it's bigger and and fifa needs to do better FIFA needs to do a lot better. And if there's anything that I can piggyback off of that now is if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, please watch the show. It's a very, very good show. It's I know it's soccer and all of that, but it also fits in with the narrative, all of the 
um, quips and stuff that come along with soccer. And, and at the end of the day, KK and I preach about your mental health and everything. And the end of the day, the show preaches about that as well. So be nice, be kind, like we always preach and watch Ted Lasso. It'll make you a better person. So that's all I got to say. So I thought about going one way earlier, but I realized I don't want to end the show on like a negative note. Obviously, you know, John Morant, you know, had to get like a wellness check today. So I was like, you know, I just wanted to talk about mental health and and all that stuff again, because it's it's always a thing. Right. But something that's actually making me happy is my favorite, my one of my favorite things to do and watch um, is what I love boxing so much. And uh, like my grandfather, he, when, when he was alive, he was the one that got me into boxing. He used to box a little bit when he was younger. Uh, my mom loved box. All my family, especially my mom's side, we love boxing a lot. And you know, we got we got the Javante Ryan Garcia, Javante David versus Ryan Garcia fight finally. You know, it's like a nice little undercard. We got Haney versus Lomachenko, another little undercard. But whatever, we got the two. We got the two in the ring. But now we got Bud Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. finally, for real, for real, happening now. And after what, um, what's that kid's name? Uh, Paul, Jake Paul has Jake done Paul. to boxing over the last year. Like, he's made me, like, just, ooh, like, want to turn my back on the sport. They're finally starting to get it right again. Like, they, they're, they're, they're finally putting on the fights that we actually want to see. You know, we, everyone wanted to see Garcia and, uh, and, and, uh, Javante. Yeah. People wanted to see Haney and Lomachenko. We see, uh, what's his name? Uh, in, from Mexico. What's his name? Uh, the best Canelo. Mexican boxer ever. Canelo. Canelo. He's if he's back in the ring. I mean, Tyson Fury is unretired and coming back. So we're starting to see the fight game pick up again. And I think this Errol Spence Jr. and uh and uh, Bud Crawford fight finally happening. They're not waiting as long as Mayweather and Pacquiao waited for uh for theirs. I feel like they're still both in their prime. They don't fight yeah. enough, in my opinion. But it's going to be an amazing night. I cannot wait. I think it's July 29th. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just happy that boxing is back in a place that is starting to get enjoyable. Now, in my opinion, the heavyweight division needs a lot of work, uh, you know, because you got a knockout guy in America, and then you got uh, Anthony Joshua, who just can't can't do it. You got Tyson Fury, who's doesn't look like the you know pro typical boxer like Muhammad Ali or or uh, Mike Tyson or anything like that. So it's like. You got all this talent, and it's just not—it's not lining up properly in, in the heavyweight division. But I feel like everyone else is starting to figure it out. So I'm—I'm I'm happy where where boxing is at right now. So that's all I got, Julian. Where can we? Uh, where can we? Where can they? Where can the people find you? Where? When? How? Why? So you can find me specifically on Instagram or Twitter at Julian the Cut. Um, that's my personals. You can also find spectators at Spectators Media, same places. And then I also stream on Twitch. So if anybody's interested in like MLB to show, that's typically what I stream. Ooh, that's over at, I got to play that game. That, it's a come great game. Me. It's on that's, the background uh, right now. <laughs> uh, Twitch.tv slash uh, waifuju on there. Uh, we have we have a good time and stream is always fun. So as you guys can check me out. Also, they mentioned mental health real quick. So it is the end of May, but still a mental health awareness month. So if you guys ever need anybody to talk to, that's for you two or anybody listening, watching. Uh, you can find me at any of those places and reach out, talk about it. Uh, I want to, I always have like an open door policy. So um, I like to help my friends through stuff, whether we're friends, not anything like that, because 
life's tough and punches you in the gut sometimes and sometimes yeah. you need an ear to listen to. So, And piggyback off that real quick. Um, I look at myself as the same way too. I look at as a vessel for people to come to. And sometimes it's better just to shut up and listen than project onto your friends. So just listen to what people have to say. Because at the end of the day, you don't know what people are going through and what they want. Like you can tell them what you want. You can say you should do this, but at the end of the day, it's their decision to make up. So listen, try not to project onto people. And where can they find us? They can find us at fair underscore weather pod on Twitter. They can find us if you search on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, the fair weather podcast and where you subscribe or listen to podcasts. You can catch the audio there as well. Do we have any words of wisdom today? So, like I wanted to do with John Moran, y'all, y'all forced me to get to the mental health part. So, just real quick, <laughs> um, I I look at this doing this podcast as like one of my like mental health treatments for myself. You know, I, I'm somebody who struggles from a lot of different mental issues, and I had a horrible weekend, and I've had a a week that I'm not very happy about. So, I come back on this show, and I feel like I'm in a better mood. Uh, so I do that, by the way, I do that. I appreciate you. I do. I really do. <laughs> um, but no, I'm just, you know, you know, whatever, you, whatever it is for you, whether it's video games, you know, going out, going to the gym, you know, I don't know, eating McDonald's, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, like find your, well, your healthy way out of getting out of your own head. It's, it's, it's a great feeling to just, you know, kind of push that stuff aside. So, um, yeah, mental and again, I, John Morant, you know, as a use him as an example, like, you know, you you he goes from one life to another, and now all of a sudden he has all this money and he doesn't know how to handle it. Like he's, you know, and now he's he's crying out for help, and then, you know, pay attention to people's crying out for help because like there's always there's always a, like a, a sign where okay something's really wrong. So uh, if there's somebody you felt like you have you haven't checked on in a while, just check on them. Just to make sure they're doing well. Everybody needs a wellness check every now and then. So uh, I'm just going to leave it there. Julian, I really appreciate you. Shout out to Spectator Media. We really appreciate having you on the show. Uh, next time you're on, you got to bring Brooklyn with you so that we can, yes, uh, we can top it up for sure. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you, you're following them if you don't already. And thank you guys for all the time. Yeah, that follow and like and subscribe and all the other stuff. All right. Peace. <laughs>